Albuquerque's macro aggression, Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. On this Monday afternoon, I'm Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk on AM 1600, KIVA, ABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com, 550-5500 here in the Kiva. we got D-Dowd Muska, you can see us live on rockoftalk.tv, we've got uh, the Amazon Fire, Apple TV as well, podcasting on, uh, what is it, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and downloading our apps for rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com. We'll bring uh, D. Dowd Muska right in. I was waiting to talk on air. I guess they have Gene Grant and uh, so-and-so talking about the mayoral race. I actually don't mind if you bug out of our, our show here for the first. If you're interested in the mayoral race and you want to uh, talk about it on the uh, the big stick over there, uh, you certainly uh, can do so. I was trying to wait. and They, they keep saying it. he hasn't gone through the proper channels. I'm like, uh, is the proper channel the board? Is it the the Jared Hart, the guy that never answers his phone, that I don't get a return email? Like, like where is it the proper channels? Are you just going to keep saying it, KKOB, like the proper channels, and then I'm never going to get on? So if anybody wants to go on over there uh, today, um, hey, how's it going? I got people hanging out right outside my office. I like to wave hi to them. And it's like, oh, look, look at that. There it is. I'm waving hi at you. So, uh, you know, if you want to get me on your show, I'm more than happy. I pick up my phone all the time. I'm very, very, very busy. And uh, But I will tell you that uh, the long and short of it, I'm glad to be here. But D. Dowd Muska, we probably should recover what we did uh, on Friday. Dowd Muska, how are you? Hour number one, how are you? Uh, I am well, Eddie. I apologize ahead of time for to the listeners. I'm a little distracted today because uh, as I broadcast, I'm working on a couple of IPRA requests from, uh, let's say, 10 different cities in New Mexico. I've got a piece coming up later in the week that will curl your hair, uh, whether you have hair or not. But uh, that's just a little teaser of things to come. All right. I'm very excited to hear about that. You're a little bit, you have a big room sound today, just so you know. Yeah, it uh, doesn't sound like your mic is on. I think it's going in directly into your computer, but we'll worry about that another another time. Um, so Friday, I got on pretty late. You saw that doubt, of course, right? You saw that I, I came in pretty late, and uh, my court ran all the way uh, from 1.30 until nearly 4.30, I think, is by the time we wrapped up, and then you still have to kind of get things going. I wasn't even able to use my phone during it because I was asked not to use phone, just like you were in a regular courtroom, and we won our case. I'm on the ballot and uh, ready to go, so I was very excited about all of that, uh, as uh, no doubt uh, many of the people who are supporting my uh, campaign for mayor fight for 505.com. Don't forget I uh, uh, offer free time for my uh, competitors to come on to the Kiva and come hang out with us. Uh, and I'll be happy to go ahead and produce their show, take their calls unfiltered, you know, all that kind of stuff. So uh, if you guys want to go ahead and do that, Tim and uh, Manny, I saw Manny at the football game. He was over there hanging out with uh, the big spenders uh, out there in the end zone. And let me tell you, when it comes to the, the masking and all that stuff, that was not happening at the University of New Mexico football game. So nobody was matching up or or anything, and there was a, a twenty eight twenty nine thousand. I felt like I had a small impact on that. Congratulations, Albuquerque! Congratulations, New Mexico, for uh, gathering a very large gathering, maybe the largest COVID gathering we've had. Twenty nine thousand sure. people uh, came out to watch the University of New Mexico Lobos beat uh, the New Mexico State Aggies thirty four twenty five, and I took my kids up there. We hung out in the end zone. Thanks to Joe for. Uh, 
uh, hanging out with him. That was a lot of fun. But I got to tell you, you know, um, it, it's nice to see people out. Uh, it, it was absolutely wonderful to see people out. The same cannot be said, however. The same cannot be said. Oh, I'm going to turn Dow down. He's really got his. Yeah, your mic is not on. It's your. It's the. Uh, believe it or not, your mic is not not going. It's. I'm hearing every key keypad. That's okay. We're going to let Dow sort of figure it out there in a few seconds. Um, the same cannot be said of the of the state fair. The state fair is in bad shape. Very bad shape. People are not turning out for it. They uh, tried to sell it there on the Saturday and Sunday as if there was more people. But everybody was talking that they interviewed was, well, I love the fair this year. There's hardly any lines. There's uh, no lines for the turkey drumstick. They have this one lady staring into the camera and like, uh, no, that's not the purpose. The purpose is crowds, people, money. You know, whatever we can possibly do to to create the level of attendance. Let's not forget, this is a state-sanctioned, that's why it's called a state fair, uh, to make sure that they can maximize the amount of money and get the attendance to an all-time high. Like, this is the problem. It's the mentality. Do we want to grow or not? We want more people. We want a packed stadium. We want to go ahead and build more houses. We want to get more people involved with what's happening in the city. We want to grow Albuquerque, uh, you know, by leaps and bounds as far as population. No, no, we don't want that. We're okay not waiting in line, and we're okay if it's, uh, quote-unquote, smart growth or Agenda 2030 growth. No, we're not. You see, folks, as a city, it's my job as your mayor to find opportunities for growth rather than, hey, we're losing people, we're losing our best and our brightest. Why are people picking up and deciding to leave the city of Albuquerque or the state of New Mexico? Well, because for one, we aren't pro-growth, and I mean real growth. If we were more interested in economic growth here and not so dependent on state uh, government-run, we'll call them opportunities, loosely defined opportunities, right? I mean, I think the employment base here is about 36%. Uh, You talk so much about diversifying the economy. You can't diversify the economy if you're not rolling out houses, right? Track homes, they're doing it in Rio Rancho. That's where job growth is. They're doing it out in Las Lunas and Belen. That's where job growth is. They also have easier time to go ahead and and, uh, uh, get through the planning process. Here, you'll be lucky if you get any sort of response whatsoever from the the city of Albuquerque uh, planning department. And that is just inherent in growing a good city. And unless we're more responsive, unless we take, you know, action so that we can get industrial developers here, unless we can get home developers to roll out tracks and whatever we can do. I'm telling you, Albuquerque is not going to grow. The base isn't going to grow. And we're not going to get more people. More people is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. And we have the room to grow like no other place. I'll bring you the stat once again. State of Arizona grew by an entire Albuquerque from 2013 to 2017. Go look at the numbers, like 570,000 people is what it grew by. During that very same time from 2013 through 2017, we grew by 91 people. We had a lost decade. You want to brag about how other places are doing well, how other places are improving, how other places are doing it, and then you're saying, well, no, no, I like Albuquerque. I don't really want anybody to to discover it. I want more people to move here. We need more people to move here. It's actually not a want anymore. If we don't have people moving here, 
uh, we're going to turn into Ohio, right, Dowd? I mean, that, that's, a, that's, that's essentially what we're going to be looking at. We're going to be looking at the great state of, <laughs> of Ohio. And you remember during Ohio, it's just like the Rust Belt, all these industrial developers, the, 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 and, and I should say industrial product developers, these are people in the very heart of our country, these became ghost towns, literally. Uh, places like Toledo, Akron, all of these places. I mean, uh, even uh, parts of southern Michigan, uh, you know, Flint, Michigan. Some of the, once they stopped the production there, the production went some some other place. Then what did you have? You had the value, I believe, of homes in in southern Michigan that was right by those car plants was like ten, twenty thousand. Rampant drug abuse, rampant criminality, because people didn't care anymore. So we got to get out of that mentality. We got to say crowds are a good thing. Growth is a good thing. We got to want that. We need to make sure that we put the policies in place to make that happen. Coming from a business background, understanding commercial real estate. Yes, no, radio is not my first love, I can tell you. Maybe radio itself, like a radio could have been. I can certainly see that. But radio, this wasn't my first job. I had a whole other career as far as uh, commercial real estate development, which I loved. On I, My dad's a contractor here in town which she's been doing that now for, what, 32 years since, I think, 1988. So I think that's longer than that. I, I, don't, I can't do the math. 33 years now, I think, is what he's in as of, as of this year. It's pretty remarkable. He's built most of this city on these projects as a steel contractor. And I think we need to start thinking about growing the pie. If we're not thinking about growing the pie and increasing, increasing the diversification, we're going to continue to lose people. And you know, as well as I do, that's a bad thing for New Mexico. So 550-5500, I'll let you guys go ahead and call in. I haven't yet to, I forwarded the phones yet uh, here this afternoon. Let's check your mic there, D-Dowd Muska. Uh, try it now. Uh, check one, check two, check one, um, check bro, two. That's as good check as it's going to get, and we'll we'll leave it We'll leave it right there. Um, okay. Wide open phones, so whatever you want to talk about, uh, we will not screen you out. I don't care if you love me, hate me, you know, want to bait me, whatever you want to do. Debate me. How about that? Bait me or debate me. On something, I'll be happy to go ahead and and do that with you. I will not even screen your call, so this is a good time for you to kind of get your kicks in on me if you want. Everybody else is right. Go ahead and uh, you know do what you want to do. I'm totally fine with that. So, uh, and also at KKOB, they're talking about the mayoral race. I tried to wait and stay on the line. I would have loved to have been able to uh, get on there, but I don't know the proper channel. So uh, if you want to help a radio guy uh, uh, get on the radio over there, we'll happy to uh, do that. Five fifty fifty five hundred caller, you're in the key. But go ahead. Uh, I listen to the first of the program too, Eddie. You listen. You listen to what? The first of the program on the other channel. Oh, uh, seven seventy. Okay. Oh yeah. I, um, the young lady. First, first thing out of her mouth. You're you were an extreme extreme Trumpist, and then and then you were very. Uh, you treated uh, some leaders in the party very rudely or very poorly, uh, and as she also said you were an extreme right. Yeah, she said extreme I was hard right. So a couple of things were said. Let me kind of review. What's your name, sir? Charles. Charles. Okay, so a couple of things that were said. She says I'm uh, extreme right. Uh, I'm not a supporter. It looks like the Republican Party is supporting me. 
And then she, and her name is Merrick, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, she I, lost. Uh, against, I didn't get it. I don't care. Really. Oh, I know. Well, I'm just going to repeat it, repeat <laughs> it back to you. And then Gene okay. Grant actually said something which was totally false. I don't know if everyone thinks that I'm running around with guns on my hips, but Gene Grant literally <laughs> stated that I walked into the University of New Mexico property uh, with, yeah, he literally said that, Dowd. It was, it was really funny. Uh, he said that I, I had, yeah, you're on, you're on. Yeah, Gene Grant said I had a gun, and they told me to put it away. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm not even running oh, around. With, like, it, this has happened numerous times. In in a, um, I think we had a, the CD one uh, where we were all sort of getting together was, which was kind of interesting. I was told by somebody who didn't like me or doesn't like me, I should say, uh, that I was brandishing a gun. I mean, you can't brandish a gun on camera. Let's. Nobody in the world can actually do that. Do you? Do you say when you're going to watch cops and robbers movie? Well, oh, they were brandishing guns. <laughs> so you know they've they've created this whole idea about what they want me to be. Nobody has more exposure than me uh, by virtue of this of this channel. And there's a lot of people who listen, but you know you just kind of you just kind of have to roll with it. I'm happy to go ahead and get on their program anytime, but I'm we're we're pretty good right here too. So you know, and I appreciate right. you tuning in, but. Uh, um, I'm sure yeah. we have lots of people who are also supporting me who have probably called in. Oh, yeah. There was some lady called in and they tried to shut her down. She got her two cents in. Uh, one one other thing they said that I wanted to check on because I've been in and out of Albuquerque lately. Uh, okay. They, they said you had already been on AOB. Uh, no, I was so on for there? six minutes with Eric Strauss on the Saturday. I have everything recorded. And what they did oh. is they decided to uh, turn me and they use a soundbite on their promos. They call me because I they, they took it and they said, and I said it kind of snarky, I'm the unvaccinated candidate, right? So they play that on I a loop. Hear that. Yeah, so they play that on a loop all the time. So they're trying to make it seem like I'm an extreme, total nut job right winger, right? Okay. Well, that's what they were aiming for. I just wanted to check that out. I didn't even know if you'd been on there. Yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, I, I listened. I tried to get in. People were calling me saying they're talking about me. I said, okay, well, I've got some time before the show, so I'll try to jump in. But they're not going to let me on. So I've, I've, I've repeatedly called in. They dump my name. Jim Villanucci dumps my name. And, you know, hey, look, you know, they really want a Democrat. That's what they're focused on right now is making sure that. And I got to say, there's a few Republicans out there, less than there were last week and less than the week before, who want to See that. In fact, I'm going to read something uh, to you. I'll read it on there. Thanks for calling in, Charles. Um, let me jump in and I'm going to read. This comes directly from the Republican Party. And uh, I do. God, he's really going on <laughs> that, that keyboard there, which is actually kind of cool. But OK, so this was what was released. Um, so Joe Monahan does something. He says, uh, I'll agree, mayoral candidate announced on his radio show today that a challenge to his residency failed in district court and that he will remain the November 2nd ballot. Aragon is the only Republican of the three candidates. I think what they were actually trying to get me to do was to get me to quit or jump out of the race. Right? Yeah. And that was one of the questions coming in. Like, they're just trying as hard as they can. Maybe we can get them to quit. Maybe we can get them not to run for anything. Like, I literally checked to see if there was anybody else going to run. They weren't. So I said, okay, here I am again. Uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham is already acknowledging uh, me in a very veiled way. Uh, there's lots of pictures all over the Internet today, all over Facebook and everything with uh, Manny Gonzalez and Michelle Lujan Grisham. So, uh, and and Heinrich. Uh, you can kind of check that out. Very interesting. You should definitely go uh, look all around, and you can see the uh, legacy of Manny Gonzalez with Michelle Lujan Grisham. 
The diligent work of New Mexico is contributing to a reduction in auto theft rates across New Mexico. We know there's still work to be done, but we're making real progress. Central New Mexico has seen a 42% drop in auto theft from 2017. So that was released. So that's, remember, her big initiative for 2022 is crime, crime, crime. And then, of course, there's all these pictures with her and uh, Manny Gonzalez uh, uh, that, that they've had over the, really just for the last couple of years. So, you know, I jump in. I get in the race. Pretty cool. Very excited. We ramped up uh, 3,305 signatures. Uh, worked hard to get those signatures. You guys came through. Uh, and we wanted to go ahead and change the city. So that was cool. Um, and there's a lot of people, I think, are just sick and tired of what the, that they have seen. And they realize that being moderate or reaching across the aisle or all this stuff that they've been selling themselves on for so long just isn't going to work. Okay? So I come with a hammer. You can see it right on my right hand. <laughs> the hammer and the Han right there on my right hand. Uh, very cool. My little Han bracelet. Han Solo. Uh, so what's what's really cool is these people are all jumping behind me. And yes, we are the one Republican candidate. And yes, everyone's going to consider this. Oh, it's nonpartisan. It's nonpartisan. B.S. Because it was totally partisan. In fact, it was only partisan one way. So nonpartisan that you only had registrants from one party. That was the Democrat Party. And there's just no way I could let that happen. And I cannot tell you the number of people who decided to say, I'm so excited you decided to step up and jump into the game. Yeah, this isn't easy. This isn't even something that I originally wanted to do. Now I want—I really want to do it. The more they don't want me to do it, I don't know what it is. Something happened to me as a young child. I don't know what. But whatever it is that you don't want me to do, I'm going to do that very thing, and I'm going to do it twice as hard and five times on Sunday. That's how many times I'm going to do it. I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know why. If you decide to go ahead and, and come toe-to-toe with me, I will go twice as hard at you. And I won't forget. And I will work at you. I will work on you while you're sleeping. 24-7. And there will be lots of other people just like me who will also be working on you. And I will convince those people to work on my behalf against you. I am literally going to marshal my armies and my forces against you. And that's what you see out there. And we're everywhere. Because these people are sick and tired of it. They have now been convinced at this point. They've now been convinced that this... That's now tapping away for you radio listeners. No, you're good. good. Don't worry. I'm trying to get you to talk a little bit, but it's hard between all the pounding of the keyboards, which we don't normally hear. So you have to understand that this is fight four, five, oh, five. Fighting isn't like, well, it's a slogan and it's meaningless. When we say we're going to fight, we know we're going to take punches, but we're going to throw back punches immediately. And we just know how to do them. When's the last time you've had a candidate who's done anything like that or, or a politician who's done that? It's like, well, well, we're, that's okay. We're going to, we're good with that. Yeah, that's enough. Well, you know, we kind of improved on things. Hmm. Well, we'll do better next year, Carl. Oh, Chris, we're going to try to improve on this one just a little bit. You should reelect me because we did improve. We're moving in the right direction. Change. No, we're going to say no. We want the change. but We want to do it now because we can't afford any more bleeding. The bleeding has been happening for how long? Since I've arrived here back from moving back from Las Vegas, Nevada, back at the uh, end of 2009. Let me tell you, I was not thrilled about being in Albuquerque. But I thought, this is my hometown. I love it. 
And, you know, I'd like to make it uh, grow as fast as Las Vegas. I'd like to make it grow as fast as Phoenix, Arizona. I said, why don't we have that here in the city of Albuquerque? And so I said, okay, well, I'll get involved in commercial real estate. And then it became, oh, hey, you've got a really good voice. Uh, you got lots of opinions. Why don't you come down to the radio station with me and test it out? I said, oh, okay, I don't even know anything about radio, but I listen to it all the time. I know what good radio is. And I, you know, I like people a lot and I'm passionate about the city. So I said, clear everything out. <laughs> I don't want anything on it. Just like I, I do everything. I will literally just, the, the way I did the radio station, I killed all the programming within two months. I could not wait to turn it into something I wanted to do. Not uh, what uh, I don't want to just press buttons and turn, oh, there's sound on there. I wasn't interested in that. When I set up this radio station, I'm like, uh, I want to create a blank slate because it has to be something that I know over time that I can be successful in. And the only way I can actually truly be successful at it is if I decide to do it my way with a lot of input. And I cannot tell you the amount of input that I receive from people all the time. Eddie, you should try this. You try. Have you heard this program? Have you heard this program? You know, and people and I developed this relationship, big corporate radio guys I'm like, oh, you're different. Oh, you're different. Oh, this is this is interesting. I like talking to you, right? So I talked to a company called TRN, and they're like, well, we want to pull it off of there, and we want to get a better day clear. You guys have pretty good wattage, and uh, we're going to bring you Laura Ingram or Michael Savage. And I'm like, well, that, that sounds kind of cool. I kind of like Michael Savage. I like Laura Ingram. Um, I like Alex Jones. I like, oh, and he's the extreme right guy. He's kind of going this way. You know what? That's, that's coming in with an impact and a message. Day one. When you come in and you make a stand, you say, here's what I'm going to do. People take notice. And then I started taking all of KKOB's programming. It's like, oh, I'm going to go after your coast of coast. I'm going to go after Sean Hannity. I'm going to go after any programs that you have. And then after I finally got all the programming right and I was figuring out like how to work it, then I got into this whole situation where I was like, well, I got to start doing my program because talk radio is actually kind of fun. And maybe I can get myself to a point where I can pay the bills and talk on the radio. And we finally got to that point, which now you've got doubt. And now you've got all the, you know, the things that are really important to, in my opinion, a community, which is talking about the other side. There's such homogeneity. And by that means it's just, it's just everything is all the same. It's one note. New Mexico is one note, one party, one policy, and let's make them pretend like they have a choice. You have the uniparty that's been happening. Right now, the Republican Party feels like they have a real opportunity to make real change. And they're like, well, those guys are must be our friends. Let's go talk to them over there. They're really going to help us. But they're not your friends. They're not interested in you. They will destroy you. That's what they're going to try and do to me. Okay. Or maybe they succeed. I don't know. Whatever. I'm not going to let them. To my last dying breath, I'm not going to let them. You know, and then we're going to find other, other people just like me. Okay. We're going to go recreate that out there and tell them you can run. You can do something. You can make something happen. The people that I talked to at the gun show this weekend, it was tremendous because people felt like they had hope. They had direction. They thought they were going to move into something like, well, you know, some guy would walk up to me and he's like, well, I really hope you win. I'm like, hope we have to win. We don't have a choice. This is all we got. Well, yeah, this will help for next year. You don't have next year unless we win this year. Like, I, I was talking with multiple people. I had to talk to them about the immediacy of the situation. I realize you may not like me. I realize I'm an a-hole. I realize I'm not your favorite guy. I'm, I'm your best friend right now. Okay. 
I'm the one guy that has no problem standing up to Michelle Lujan Grisham. 17,000 signatures. We have got so many people who are on board who've been fighting back to impeach MLG. We looked at the Epstein Ranch stuff. Uh, I, I ran for state party chair, ran for CD1. Those shouldn't be held against me. Those are all inside the party things. Those were good things. It shows that I'm interested and I want to make change. Right? I think that's important. So you've got to get your name out there. And if I can do it and subject myself to all, like, look, people are making fun of me for where I live. I walked in there. I have no problem keeping my head up, meeting people in the community. I'm not embarrassed. I chose to do this. This is what I chose to actually do, believe it or not. I mean, people, Dowd, you like my office? You like my home? It's beautiful. I mean, it's very so. Yeah. I mean, it, you come in. A lot nicer than the places, some of the places I've lived in my life, Eddie. <laughs> yeah, so, so there you go. So, so I walk out in the community. You're not going to humiliate me because, honestly, if my ego is checked at the door. I'm out there. You see me every single day, and I'm talking to you every single day, and I want what you want. I want a better city. I want a better Albuquerque. I don't care who does it, but since no one else has done it, I'm going to be the one to do it. And people are questioning my motives. Oh, he's just trying to get ratings. They're trying. I'm not even focused on my business right now. Oh, look at Dowd. See, look at him. <laughs> Dowd, if anybody knows I'm not focused on my business right now, it's Dowd. It's D. Dowd Muska. You know how much I'm focused on my business and the bottom line and all that kind of stuff? I haven't even taken the time this month yet because I've been so busy on everything to actually bill my clients. They're like, well, when do we pay you? When do we pay you, Eddie? You know, that turned into five months of last year because I said, okay, you really think that I'm this greedy guy? I'm not that. Never have been. Well, never will be. I will never be a greedy person. Never, never have been. And nobody knows that better than down. So let's just talk about this race from the perspective of party. If the Republican Party thinks that they have an opportunity to do something, okay, by the way, I have no notes. People ask me all the time, or, do you read? I said, no. I never read on air. Uh, yeah, doubt is like waiting for me to get through half of the show prep. Like, what's <laughs> going on over there? Okay, so the Republican Party put out something with my picture on it. Joe Monahan wrote about me today, which I thought was really something. It says, ABQ Mayor 21, Aragon survives ballot challenge, and then wins endorsement of divided GOP. He's nothing if not resilient. Thank you, Joe. Joe's a nice guy. First, radio talk show host Eddie Aragon defied expectations by getting over 3,000 petition signatures. Defied expectations. He's actually talking about himself. He said it couldn't be done. City of Albuquerque said it couldn't be done. Everybody said it couldn't be done. And you made it happen. Okay? in just two weeks to qualify for the November 2nd mayoral ballot. And now he survived a residency challenge to his candidacy in district court that could have had him tossed out the, out the ballot. I'll probably get, get thrown out at, at some point, right? They're going to, someone's going to say I have a zoning issue or something. They're going to try to kick me out of my house. So I'm like, oh, how's that going to work for your homeless problem? Can you imagine during the doubt? I think your phone's ringing there. Uh, yeah, we were having a little medical crisis with the dog today. So another oh. reason I'm distracted <laughs> Okay, I want to make sure that the the dog's okay. So, you know, what's really interesting when Joe when Joe writes about all of this stuff is that he's acknowledging the hurdles that we've already cleared. The amount of time, right? The resident residency challenge. Like these are interesting things that have happened in just a very short time for somebody who's wanted to change Albuquerque. 
And then he goes on to say, Aragon is the only Republican amongst the three mayoral candidates. But Bernalillo County Sheriff Manny Gonzalez is campaigning as a conservative Democrat against Democrat Mayor Tim Keller. He also specified that both of the opposing candidates to me are both Democrat. Now, that may not seem like it's really sticking out, but trust me, that is a whole different narrative than what you've heard before. Because generally, it's it's throwing you know shade at it by saying, well, it's a nonpartisan race. I don't know why he's talking about himself being a Republican. Like, uh, because there's not a Republican? Because Republicans generally look for other Republicans. Oh, who's the Republican in the race? Like, how many, like, hello? Isn't this what's got us to, into this place in the first place, where we... Uh, we're dealing with a situation where we're not sure that our actual Republicans are actually Republican. The House is 46-24. We're getting slaughtered. The Senate is even worse. If Mark Moores would have won, we would have been a super majority. They would have never even, and you saw what that would have looked like. Talk about cramming down policy. Dowd would have just said, well, I don't even care what uh, policy papers they even write because it doesn't matter. <laughs> She's got... <laughs> Michelle Lujan Grisham is just going to uh, just just get everything 100 percent passed. It would have been over. And now we have a chance to flip the school boards. We have a chance to flip the city council. And we have the chance to flip the mayor's seat. But it only happens if we stick together and we aren't advocating for Democrats. Now, I've, I publicly shame people just like I did last year. Okay? If you're a Republican and you didn't support Donald Trump, what happened to you? What did I do? What did I do to people? I humiliated them. I noted what they did, and I showed everybody because that's my job. I feel like that's my job. Okay. Regardless of what you think, you don't get to tell me what I can talk about, what I can't talk about, and my viewpoints on this. I think we are seeing now what happens when we didn't support our president, when we came up with excuses for not supporting our president, didn't we? Now we, now we have our country that the way that is, okay? Now, what happens if you don't participate in a, an election at all where we didn't have a Republican, that would also be a problem. So now I'm getting upset at other Republicans if they decide to go ahead and support a Democrat because we're small 27% but perhaps we can grow back to 30, maybe 35. I don't know what the highest percentage is for historically. But if I can turn that around and humiliate those people who aren't going to be supporting Republicans because they can't put that on us. You can't say Susanna Martinez is, is the reason why New Mexico is uh, uh, the way it is right now. That's just bad. You're, you're stupid if you say something like that, right? But a lot of political punters out there, uh, punting is a you know, prognosticators, forecasters, et cetera. What do they oftentimes say? Yeah, Susanna Martinez, she was in charge. We had her, well, Richard Berry, what, you can't actually say, I mean, all these problems existed. The problem is with both of those guys, both Barry and Susanna, they didn't greet Trump. Let's just put that out there, right, first and foremost. And they didn't sell the party. If they had sold the party... And grew the party instead of thinking about, well, I'm just going to run the city and I don't have to participate because I got elected. Don't you see a, re a Republican can get elected and here's how you do it? Yeah, you don't do it by coming back to the middle. People want to know what you stand for. They want to know what the principles are. They want to make sure that they know what they're voting for. 
when you see all my answers come out, all my answers are one, two, three, four, five. Boom. 50 words. There it is. Those are my answers. It's not like, you know, oh, I kind of feel, well, in this current climate, well, maybe we can work. No. This is what I'm selling. If you want to buy it, vote for me. This is what I'm not selling. Okay. And if you're looking for that, go find another candidate. Okay. Because I'm going to beat your candidate. But I just want to be absolutely blunt when I say this. Republicans should be only supporting Republicans, regardless of this nonpartisan stuff. Okay. And if I find you, I will expose you. Just like no doubt you have been bad mouthing and trying to expose me. No problem. Okay. We're all grown up. We have thick skin and we're okay with it. And yes, you will get punched back. Okay. So here it is. Republican Party in New Mexico. This is so beautiful. I was so proud of this. Because I was like, oh, wow, look, I got some sort of validation. And I got to tell you, uh, you know, the amount of things that have been happening statewide, I got to say, has just improved. You got a, a great executive director, um, Kim Skaggs. Uh, Steve Pierce has really turned it around, in my opinion. Regardless of whatever you guys are, we're going we're gonna to win this county and then we're going to take over the rest of the party. No, you're not. Trust me. Over my dead body ain't going to happen. So don't get your little pipe dream about, oh, we got this winning. No, you still got to get through me. So, and I will absolutely protect everything right now that is within the Republican Party, and you need to know that. Okay, it says, Dear friends, a court ruling today has cleared way for Albuquerque conservative talk show host Eddie Aragon to run for mayor. There was a legal challenge to keep Aragon off the ballot, but it failed. Aragon is the only Republican on the ballot. They literally specify it, just like Joe Monahan is sitting here. Well, he's the only Republican on the, on the ballot. People need to hear that. People need to know about that. We have a Republican. We have somebody we can get behind. Because that's all the same stuff that I heard echoed over at the, at the gun show all weekend long. I said, oh, are you Republican? This guy's walking back. Well, I'm still figuring out who I'm going to vote for. I said, uh, I said, you're a Republican? Uh, he's like, yeah. I said, have you ever voted for a Democrat? He said, no. I said, don't let it be your first time then. It's not, I'm not trying to make history with you, but vote for a Republican. And I've literally locked these people into a position where they're damned if they do, damned if they don't. They even said it. They said it themselves. They're like, well, well, I don't know what to do. We got to say we support them or not support them. I'm not looking for an endorsement. What I am looking to do is make sure that Republican conservative policies are out there in the marketplace. And we're pushing back against the crap that we received since the beginning of the Michelle Lujan Grisham administration, since Ben Ray Lujan, since Tom Udall, since all of these bad Democrats who have been running this state into the ground. Okay. And they're going to try and confuse you. They're going to gaslight you. They're going to, people out there are going to say, well, he used to be a Democrat or he's a, so did Trump. Trump was a Democrat from 2001 to 2009. Do you want to talk about that? Should we open that up for discussion? Happy to do it. So let's focus on the end goal, which is to win. It's 50 days from today, okay? I am energized. I am excited. I want the city to change. Or I want, it, I, I want to die trying. I hope you're here with me. I don't want this just to be hot air. It's disingenuous for talk show hosts in general to sit there and complain day in and day out about something and then not participate, not doing something about it. There's nothing Dowd would like me more to do right now, and you hear him typing away, than for me to focus entirely 100% on this show. Do you realize the type of con uh, conversations I have to have with Dowd just to get myself to this point? Dowd is a principled guy. He's the most principled guy I know, in fact. 
Okay, I've, I've never told you that, Dowd. I know that's strange to say. But I blush, I mean, sir. I blush. Uh, well, he, he literally jumps on. It's like, do you really want to do this? Is this really something you want to do? It's like, you know, I don't, I don't want to do this. I thought we were going to do any more politics. And I'm like, uh, you're right, Dowd. Uh, you're absolutely right. But I, there's nobody else to do it. And, you know, he's basically uh, my on-air uh, partner. And, and that's very hard to go and convince somebody else that literally is depending upon me to go out and go do it. But what else do we do? So I say it's disingenuous if we don't put our money where our mouth is and try to make something happen. We have to make something happen. I didn't raise one dollar. I didn't try to raise one dollar the moment, moment I got slapped with a court proceeding. You want to know why? Does anybody want to know why? How? Uh, what's the most logical thing? What am I going to do if I keep raising money during that time? And then I get thrown out. That wouldn't look very good, would it? What are you raising money for? <laughs> you don't want to take money from people unless you're actually going to be sure on the ballot. And now we know 100% concretely that we are on the ballot and we are ready to go and our name will be first there on the list. And that is exciting. If you love this community, get behind me. If you love what I talk about, if you love what I do, get behind me. I think we've got a tremendous chance. And there are many Republicans who are getting behind this race. Let me wrap up this particular uh, write-up that they did at RPM, and thanks for doing it. I'm getting a little bit of validation and for all the work that I've done over the years, I got to say it feels okay. It feels nice. It says this means Republicans not only have a strong candidates for city council and school board, but a strong conservative. They even refer to me as a strong conservative thinking the top job at the Albuquerque city hall. RPNM supports all Republican candidates and they do. They will also do something, uh, by the way, for uh, Patrick Seiss, um, even though he's a writing candidate. So, you know, they're just being fair and there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. Do not get angry with the Republican Party of New Mexico for deciding that you're going to help him as well. Because remember, this is about participation, okay? But I'm going to tell you there's only one person that they can vote for who's on the ballot. That's me, okay? Uh, things don't work out the other way for everybody else, just so you know. RPM supports all Republican candidates, and now there's a GOP candidate for Albuquerque mayor that's on the ballot. Republican slated local candidates in Albuquerque will provide voters with a real opportunity for change, I'll say. Albuquerque is a city in crisis. Crime is out of control, and the city is in desperate need of new leadership to steer it on a better course. Republicans now have a mayoral candidate who will fight for conservative values and make Albuquerque the great city it can be. It's even using the word fight. I'm, I'm more than touched. I'm, I'm just telling you this is great. Here's today's court uh, ruling dismissing the challenge to Aragon's candidacy, and they posted it with that. So let's be thankful that we're getting some publicity. Nobody in the news is going to pick that up except for uh, Joe Monahan because he is the home for New Mexico politics. So a lot of people are saying that this is going to, you know, mean a lot of money for me. It's not. Okay. So I'm going to start asking you today, 50 days in, give me everything that you possibly can in support for our, our run for mayor. This is to change your city, okay? This is not the job I was looking for at the beginning of the year. I wasn't trying to get uh, in, into the mayor's race or anything, but I know that we can change Albuquerque together every single day, the same way that I started this radio station, every single day, taking your input, getting it out there, and I'll be happy to call any radio show, get any invitation that wants to, if you want to go ahead and, and, and me to go talk in front of people, I don't care if I'm on an hour of sleep. I will show up and give you everything I possibly can. In fact, some people have actually sent me surveys. They sent, they sent me, and uh, I, I, I never received them. 
There are people who are going to say that I respond because I'm literally doing all my own campaign management. Yes, 100% doing it all myself, okay, uh, together with a lot of people who are helping out and they're volunteers and workers and people who are trying to do good things. So there it is. There's the uh, open for a Monday. How, is the 45-minute open uh, okay for you there, Dowd? Uh, it's good. Uh, it gave me time to do a little digging, Eddie, and maybe in our next segment we can get into – uh, this wonderful woman named Merritt Allen. Uh, I've, I've run into this name before, and she really, uh, she's a perfect example or an exhibit of when you talk about controlled opposition. Oh, I have many comments I could make about this woman. <laughs> okay, well, you're welcome to do so right after the break if you like. Sure. And, ju- and just like that, we'll always tell you, I mean, if we get punched, we punch right back. We don't complain about it. You know, you don't get, what do they say? You don't get mad. You get, you get even, right? I think that's the that's the important thing, right? You got to get a little bit even. So we'll do that when we return. 445, back in four. Let's all sing together. Well, I won't back down. No, I won't back down. You can stand me up at the gates of hell, but I won't back
The Rock of Talk TV is now available on your computer or for Roku, Apple TV, and Amazon Fire. To download your version, just visit rockoftalk.tv and go to the app section to get the download link for Rock of Talk TV. Music is the great communicator on makeusgodlyagain.com. Sometimes we just need to pick me up. Makeusgodlyagain.com. Ready for some adventure? Then explore our new array of Lear's superior camper shells and tonneau covers at Smith's Ultimate Linings. Fiberglass base rails, trimless edges, DuPont automotive finish. Enjoy safety and superior advantages Lear offers. We'll even take $100 off with a purchase of a shell and liner. Visit our website at smithsultimate.com or call us at 505-332-1403 to begin your journey today with Smith's Ultimate Linings. Albuquerque Base Pluma Construction Systems provides a full suite of commercial construction services and residential remodeling. Pluma Construction is a service-disabled, veteran-owned small business. Visionary Tony Robbins said, setting goals is the first step in turning the invisible into the visible. Whether you are training to run a marathon, starting a new business, or training soldiers, you need to be committed to making that vision a reality. Set clear goals. Be determined and purposeful in achieving them. Back it all up with unshakable self-confidence. If you radiate enthusiasm and are truly excited about what you're doing, people will be naturally drawn to you. The other final ingredient is humility. Proverbs 16.9 says, In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. In the grand plan of life, if you are spiritually grounded, you will have success because you know who you are and that there is a God and you are not Him. This Leadership Minute was brought to you by Pluma Construction Systems. To discuss your construction project, call 505-345-0755 or visit plucys.com. Hey, it's Eddie Aragon. The staff at ABQ Guns stands for your Second Amendment rights, but they believe other freedoms are under attack by the governor's orders. Small businesses are bearing the weight of those health orders, and ABQ Guns believes she owns our state's economic collapse. ABQ Guns urges you to shop local for firearms, ammo, and accessories. Stop by the shop in Riverside Plaza, on Coors, north of Montano, or visit shop.abqguns.com. ABQ Guns, defenders of your freedom. This is Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk. Glad to be here with you to help your business. And right now, businesses are in desperate need of cash flow. Many businesses aren't going to make it through this crisis without a solution. Michael Trujillo has that solution. Host of Your Money Matters, 1130 a.m. on Saturday. Michael, how can you help these businesses get cash flow today? Well, Eddie, all they have to do is pick up the phone, give us a call, and we can help them with that cash flow because we have many different federal programs that businesses can qualify for. But more importantly, we all also have over a hundred lenders on hand ready to go ahead and provide these loans to businesses so that they can continue when we are open again for business. Let's help your small business today, folks. If you own a car dealership, commercial real estate, you have a restaurant, how about a funeral home, software development firms, engineering firm, plumbing and heating, you name it, Michael can help you. 856-1171, 856-1171, or you can email him directly, michael at michaeltrujillo.com. That's michael at michaeltrujillo.com. 
Want the honesty, affordability, and reliability of a household plumber without the crack? Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating, family-owned and operated since 1973, for all your plumbing needs. Reaching Albuquerque, Baylor, Moriarty, Santa Fe, Unibuilt, Pueblo, and anywhere in between. Rogers Plumbing and Heating is not only fast and reliable service, being family-owned and operated since 1973 means they always put their customers first and hold each of their employees to the highest moral, professional, and ethical standards. So when you need a fix without the crack, call Rogers Plumbing and Heating at 243-9703. Hi, this is Mark Minicucci with the Minicucci Insurance Agency. We are privately held and locally owned. We market property and casualty insurance products and risk management services primarily to a variety of companies located within New Mexico and the surrounding states. We are able to meet the needs of a large international company as well as small local businesses. We focus on construction, onshore energy, defense contractors, healthcare, professional liability, and a variety of other industries. Call us today at 883-3683. Hi, I'm Ben Lucero, president and owner of Indigo Mortgage and proud to be a locally owned and operated mortgage company right here in New Mexico. Being local carries many positives for consumers, such as being able to meet face-to-face, you will receive quick response times, and all loans are processed here locally. And you will always talk with the same people from application to funding. All of our employees live here, and all profits from loan origination stay right here in New Mexico. Indigo Mortgage believes in supporting our local economy, and if at all possible, we use local vendors for supplies and technical support. I personally hire and vet all loan officers, and I assure you that your loans will be dealt with both ethically and with knowledge. Indigo Mortgage can offer the best rates and terms available on the market, so contact us today on the net at indigomortgage.net or by calling 836-5700. That's 836-5700. Indigo Mortgage, because nobody cares more about your mortgage loan. NMLS, 188-348. Four fifty-five here in the Kiva. I think Dow's taking care of it. And you, you guys were having a good time singing, of course, uh, as well. Call you are in the Kiva. Go ahead, uh, Eddie. I called earlier about something, but I, I was just uh, driving up uh, San Mateo past uh, Montgomery. There's a huge demonstration up here: anti-mask, anti. Oh, good. There we go. There we go. Big crowd out there. That's good. I like crowds. Must be at least at least three hundred people. I used to wow. be there. All right. He's looking at numbers. All right. Good, they, good stuff, Charles. They're on all four corners of this intersection. They got signs that says "Honk if you agree," and they're getting a lot of honks. A lot of honks. Get out there, folks. Right, just like uh, the anti-mask, uh, unvaccinated candidate. I'm probably not going to get a lot of honks. Yep. Good one, Charles. Thanks for calling well, back. And I, what's the exact inter- intersection? Is Montgomery and what? San Mateo. Montgomery, San Mateo. Get on out there, folks. Call you in the Kiva. Go ahead. Good afternoon, Eddie. You don't know how pleased I was to uh, hear that you uh, defeated the demons that were trying to boost you out of the race. And uh, <laughs> The demons. Drive these I, demons. Uh, little fire and brimstone <laughs> there. like it. Well... I, I have a uh, couple of questions yes, sir. that I wanted to ask you, and it pertains to uh, go quickly because it's four fifty-six. Or I'm going to hold you over the 
over the uh, hour. So I can uh, take, if you have a few, take your time. Uh, but I, I may not have time to answer everything. So uh, go ahead, shoot. Well, I, I had just left the Los Altos uh, Park. I was oh, yeah. going to take my dog for a walk over there. Okay. The place is filled with tents and trash yep. and yep. bombs yep. everywhere. And yep. my question is, uh, when you uh, become our mayor, what, uh, what, what is the first thing you're going to do um, to deal with this mess that this current mayor has created? Well, when you say mess, are we just talking about Los Lotos Park? Is this a parks and recreation question? Uh, are we just talking no, about we're, in, we're talking in general? About the whole, we're talking about the whole city where you've got bombs and tents and trash and everything on, on just about every yeah, let me ask you this way. Let me answer the question so we can get through. I, I have like two minutes here. So uh, what's hurting these people and keeping these people from doing their job more than anything else? Morale. They're not going to work, haven't been going to work. Your city is not at work, right? And I talked to a lot of well, people. Wait, let me finish. Let me an, you want me to answer sure. the question? Okay. So yeah. uh, the, the city of Albuquerque is not motivated to go to work. And one of the reasons is there's a lot of people who don't want the vax or don't want the mask. Uh, right there. So people ask me first day what you do. I'm just going to go ahead and remove that altogether. The vaccine and the masking. And then I'm going to tell people, go back to work, go outside. We've got problems. We've got calls. We've got to deal with this stuff. So you're not complaining and our city uh, looks better. And most of all, because I'm angry about it. You know, I, I used to, I don't know if you remember this, but years ago I would call. And if the, if they hadn't cleaned up the streets by like 6 a.m., I thought that that was the worst thing uh, on a snow day, right? Like, we shouldn't be figuring that out. Those guys should have been up at one in the morning cleaning out that snow day one. So you got to get your asses to work. And right now, the city of Albuquerque isn't motivated to do that. So to, to just to be, um, you know, very uh, straightforward with you, it's to improve morale. And that would be done so immediately. That way we can handle your calls uh, about Los Altos Park and what that looks like. And right now, that has not been the priority. Everyone's worried about themselves and the, the rest of the city is, is, you know, going to what it's going to. So I don't know. I have a lot of initiatives um, and things that I'm going to be doing. I'll be happy to, to go uh, through any one of those. Do you have more questions? I hope. Uh, no, but uh, a lot of these people that are out there um, were there long before the COVID came along. Yep, I'm they talking sure were. about these panhandlers and these people that just, set up everywhere. Okay, well, I'm going to hold you over the hour. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about, sure. you know, actually, you know, uh, may, enforcing some of these ordinances that are out there. Uh, you know, again, vagrancy, uh, you know, uh, panhandling, all the stuff we have to make a crime again. All right, uh, be back off top of the hour. Stay with us, uh, please. And uh, thanks for listening to the Kiva. This is the Rocket Talk, AM sixteen hundred KIVA, Albuquerque. Another storm taking aim at the Gulf. Finally, Stella Sarah, Fox News. The National Hurricane Center says Tropical Storm Nicholas is expected to make landfall along the central Texas coast later tonight. Stay informed is the most important things because this storm is developing, and every step of the way it can change it direction, it, uh, it intensity, and things of that nature. K.P. George is the county judge in Fort Bend, Texas, near the state's Gulf Coast. Nicholas is located about 85 miles south-southwest of Matagorda, Texas, with maximum sustained winds of 65 miles per hour. 
President Biden now in California, touring areas ravaged by wildfires, saying the time is now to act on climate change. And he says that's part of his Build Back Better program. We're the only country in the world that has gone through crises throughout its career, for our history, and we've come out stronger than we went in. We've got to do that now. The president is also set to make remarks in support of Governor Gavin Newsom ahead of tomorrow's recall election. Secretary of State Antony Blinken before a House committee defending the withdrawal of U.S. troops from Afghanistan. Blinken tells the House Foreign Affairs Committee efforts continue to provide routes out of Afghanistan for American citizens and permanent legal residents, a number that was about 100 last week. We offered uh, seats on the planes that got out last week to about 60 30 uh, came forward and, and, and used those seats. Top committee Republicans remain critical. Texas Republican Michael McCall describing the withdrawal as... An unmitigated disaster of epic proportions. Lincoln testifies for a Senate committee tomorrow. On Capitol Hill, Jared Halpern, Fox News. Flights of Afghan evacuees to the U.S. continue to be grounded after more cases of measles have been detected among Afghans who are already on U.S. soil. The flights have been grounded since Friday. America is listening to Fox News. Get all of your favorite Fox News podcasts commercial-free on Apple Podcasts with Fox News Podcasts Plus. From Dana Perino, Kennedy, Ben Dominich, The Duffies, and many more. Subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. The Fox News Rundown, a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news twice a day. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Hey, it's Will Kane, co-host of Fox and Friends Weekend. Join me as I share my thoughts on a wide range of topics, from sports and pop culture to politics and business. With the help of newsmakers and personalities, I will provide you my free, unfiltered, uncancelable opinion on the hottest topics in America. The Will Kane Podcast. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. America is listening to Fox News. England drops plans for so-called COVID passports. England's government had said it would introduce COVID passports this month, requiring people to show they'd been vaccinated or tested negative if they wanted to visit crowded venues like nightclubs. But the health minister here says the plan has been scrapped, at least for now. Sajid Javid said he never liked the idea. Other European governments have embraced COVID passports, but critics say they infringe people's rights. In London, Simon Owen, Fox News. A new study says up to half of the $14 trillion spent by the Pentagon since 9-11 went to for-profit defense contractors. While much of this money went to weapons suppliers, U.S. corporations contracted by the Defense Department not only handled logistics like running fuel convoys and staffing chow lines, but performed mission-crucial work like training and equipping Afghan security forces. The study was released today by Brown University's Costs of War Project and the Center for International Policy. Recent surveys indicate holiday shopping will start earlier this year and people plan to spend more. MasterCard's Spending Pulse survey is predicting holiday sales will increase 7.4% this year. In-store sales are expected to be up 8.9%, a boost from last year when people were buying less in stores. Though the forecast is for even more purchases online. E-commerce shopping is expected to increase 7.6%. Credit card 
Times.com says 27% of holiday shoppers have already started or plan to start holiday shopping before the end of September. Jenny Kosola. Fox News. On Wall Street, major indexes ended the day mixed after a dismal week last week. The Dow plus 261, the Nasdaq down nine points, the S&P gained 10 points. I'm Lisa Sarah, and this is Fox News. Albuquerque's macro aggression. The Rock of Talk. I am Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA, BQ.FM, Rock of Talk.com, 5500. Yes, we re injected the music back into the show. And uh, appreciate everybody being here this afternoon. Appreciate everybody. I'm Sam Mateo Montgomery. Lighten it up. If you guys got some uh, signs out there, you want to pick some up over at the Republican Party. Of New Mexico, you can carry an Eddie Aragon sign. I'll be right there with you in spirit, and a lot of our people are headed over there right now. So why not uh, go ahead and do that? It's going to be all in. Look, the city's a mess. We're here to straighten it out uh, on air, online, 24-7, fightfor505.com. Don't forget, you can watch us, Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV. We've got SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. We're also on rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com. we got d Down Muska. He is He's angling. He's looking to get in there. Look at him. Get in there. Got to get in there, Rock. Uh, he'll be in there in uh, no time. Before we do that, he wants to fight back. We're going to take a few phone calls. Uh, we want to finish up on the uh, homeless stuff that we were talking about a little bit earlier. I didn't catch your name, sir. Uh, what was your name? Oh, yes. Uh, uh, my name is Gene. Gene. Okay. There you go. So let me rifle down some stuff that I already have. Uh, written out for you, and then we can talk about this, and uh, we can continue. And then uh, Dowd wants to get into uh, what's her name, Merrick? What? I uh, Merrick uh, Allen. Yeah. Merrick, yes. whatever. Yeah. So she's taking shots, and we punch back. So <clears throat> here it is. It says the city is establishing a new gateway center at the old Loveless Hospital in Southeast Albuquerque, and some neighbors are concerned that it will be too big of an operation. What is the maximum number of overnight shelter beds the, the facility should have? I said. The gateway is unsuitable, only 300 beds, impractical. Uh, apparently, it's been reduced to even that. I think 100 beds or 100 families. and it's Overnight shelters in the city need to be actively supported with care, pickup, and transit. We should, okay. not, we should not invest in real estate of tiny, uh, in any real estate or in any tiny homes. Um, there's actually something called a, um, an encampment. Of all people, Dowd, who actually uh, introduced this, this was uh, Diane Gibson. She introduced the idea about encampments, and uh, it's a it's a much better way to go. It's also uh, temporary, and I think in terms of getting people more suitable places, they won't want to live there as long, and that we will uh, be allowed to go ahead and put them in a confined zone where they will eventually be able to go ahead and uh, find their transition out, whether that's back home to wherever they came from. Uh, or get them the help that they need. I mean, it's got to be something that's active. And when you make something that's permanent and you're retrofitting and you know making nice digs, generally homeless people aren't going to just want to leave that facility. They're going to figure out ways to stay there even longer. So that's you know one of the uh, errant things that comes with uh, Tim Keller's remedy of investing significantly. What, how how much was that uh, facility uh, down the Gateway Center where they pick it up for fifteen and a half million? I think that was it. Yeah, that was yeah. really really expensive. And I said, we will help homeless find forever homes, 50% not from New Mexico. Now, it's very interesting that I use forever homes. Someone might say that, oh, he's talking to these guys like they're dogs. Well, it is a shelter. 
And these people do need a forever home. And we do need we talk about our dogs like that. We should definitely be talking about, hey, we want to find our own forever homes. People, too. And you know what bothers me so much about all this is sometimes we treat pets. Oh, I, <clears throat> sorry, Doug. Here, we treat pets better than we treat people. I admit it. I admit it. Right? I mean, it's just something that's out there. So and that, I meant that as something that we have to uh, talk uh, more uh, about. Okay. What is the city's responsibility in the neighborhood around the Gibson Gateway and any future city-owned shelters? To maintain the safety of the neighborhood, that's not being done. Uh, we know that because now you're attracting that. You're attracting, you know, the vagrancy and the blight and the rest of the stuff that comes with that. I mean, it's everywhere. And it's going to drive home prices down, right? We, we saw that with Seattle is dying. One of the things that happened there and in the, and, and San Francisco, same thing, you know, <laughs> the people are very upset and they can't live in those areas. I said to improve the quality of life and its area of residence to continue to support the active economic growth and gentrification to establish commerce for employees of our largest employers, Sandia Labs and Kirtland and UNM. I, they hate staying on base. Have you ever talked to people who work at uh, Sandia Labs? Well, we talk all the time, right, Doug? Uh, these people want to go out. You think these people who work at Sandia National Labs, Kirtland Air Force Base, or uh, anything that's over there are going to want to leave the base if you're running a homeless shelter right outside their base? They're not going to want to show up and, and have panhandlers who are out there. So, you know, the responsibility is to them as well and to increase property values. That is the, the responsibility of government because the government can't get any more funds when it does its reassessment, if your property isn't increasing in value. <laughs> Funny how that works. Uh, what should the city do for people living on the streets who do not want to stay in a shelter? This is key. And you're still with me, right, caller? Yes. Okay. Determine the best care on a case-by-case basis. And I should say with immediacy is what I would have liked to say, with immediacy. Like this is a job that needs to be done today. If mental, give care and transport to facility immediately. If drug-related, give care and transport to jail immediately, right? Transport. Notice we're not saying, you know, long-term shelter or anything like that. These are people who don't want to be in a shelter okay, at all, okay? If drug-related, give care and transport to jail immediately. If economic, give care and transport to shelter immediately. If they refuse, transport out of city. I literally wrote that. You are not allowed to live on our streets. It actually helps you the person who's homeless, and us. One, we don't want you on our streets because we don't like you on our streets. It's not good for you. Rape, stabbing, murder, homicide. Uh, who knows what can happen to you out there, okay? People take advantage of you. How many homicides have been committed on people who are homeless? Homeless people, uh, I mean, if you've ever seen American Psycho, and it's one of the most disturbing scenes, and I hate it. I never watch it. I never watch it. Because it's so incredibly cruel and mean. But he walks down the street and, you know, he's getting off because he's a he's a total psychopath. And he literally kills a homeless person out on the street just because he could. And in my opinion, there's some bad hombres out there. That guy was one of them on that movie, American Psycho. And I got to tell you, that's what we don't want to have. We don't want another murder on our streets just because someone is a hateful person. And there's some people who are like that. Believe it or not. So I think that that's an important, I think uh, that point's uh, certainly well well taken. Um, <clears throat> all right. Do you support sanctioned encampments? I, I love this whole question because honestly, I did not know, I did not know what a sanctioned encampment was. I didn't. But did you? 
Was it, uh, caller? Oh, you, I did. You, oh, you did? You did? Uh, no, no, no. I didn't. I've never you heard didn't of know. that. So, so here's, a, here's a question that's being asked of a mayoral candidate, me, and it says, do you support sanction encampments? Uh, oh, by the way, we'll qualify this hour by saying uh, any of my opponents, uh, either Manny Gonzalez, any of my opponents on the ballot, Manny Gonzalez or Tim Keller, who want to be on the radio station, you are welcome to be on the radio station. I'll produce your show. Okay. <clears throat> You support sanctioned encampments, sometimes called safe outdoor spaces. I don't think anything's safe outdoor spaces, but um, in the city, why or why not? I'm like, yes, one word, yes. It's not do you or do, don't you or explain what it is. It's just yes. As a temporary measure, less than 30 days before we transport homeless to their forever homes. Notice I keep using forever homes because I'm, I'm chiming in on something that's just imperative for us to understand. We need to treat people as well as we treat our pets, people. We don't do that uh, to the forever homes or back to the hometown. Three, they need to be actively managed with caseworkers towards suitable solution for client. You help them. We help you. We find your place. You're happy and you're on your way. No longer a problem. Problem comes in. We figure out a way to go ahead and deal with that problem as quickly, as efficiently as possible. Prevents organic camps from developing. What's the biggest thing that's happened? You just talked about it. You called about Los Altos. You called about, uh, you know, uh, how are these people continuing to develop in these places? Because there's no laws on vagrancy. There's no laws on, on people camping. It's not illegal to panhandle. It, it was. Um, now it's not. And they're actively encouraging. It, during, the, during the balloon fiesta time, it's like all of a sudden we got to learn how to be a city again and everyone just gets shuttled in. <laughs> One right? week a year. <laughs> One week a year. There you go. So it needs to be actively managed with uh, caseworkers to suitable solutions for clients. Notice we're calling our homeless people clients, right? And notice the tone. That's important. People are getting on me. You want to criminalize homelessness. No, I just want to enforce ordinances to actually make it possible to reduce homelessness. Obviously, being nice and kind and telling them, I, I think it's more cruel to actually be too nice to them if you really think about it, okay? Uh, easier to track our homeless. That's one of the reasons why I support uh, the sanctioned encampments. All right. A 2020 analysis showed that the city needs 15,500 more affordable housing units to meet demand for those with extremely low incomes. What's your plan to address this group? Okay. You know who's uh, this would, I, I can include me in this, right? Because they're actually talking about affordability in housing and what's happened. We have no new houses. I think there's like almost no availability. Grow jobs, create opportunity. I came from a low income start. Our real estate market suffers from a lack of supply. Current prices are making homes unattainable. Attract home builders and apartment developers to Albuquerque. Absorb and infill and undeveloped land. You know, people don't buy land. You want to know why? There's a very simple reason people do not buy land in the city of Albuquerque. And I know this from a commercial real estate. Because do you know how impossible it is to develop it? People's money is not that patient right now. When they can go and turn, you know, $1,000 into $10,000 in the stock market in a month, you know, who's going to want to go ahead and develop a piece of land and go ahead and roll something out? So, and then finally, streamline Albuquerque's planning and development apartment. So anything else, sir? I'm happy to take uh, any more. Yes, no, uh, no one else is on the line. So, One, one last question. Yes, sir. And uh, not this current mayor, but the mayor before, I know, tried, uh, made an effort to try to clean up uh, – the, uh, you know, panhandlers and, and whatnot around the city. And the ACLU stepped in, which is what they do every time. So what would you plan to do in dealing with the ACLU who wants to uh, stop uh, our city from being cleaned up? 
Wow, that is such a great question. I got a questionnaire from the uh, ACLU. Filled, filled that thing out in record time. I don't think that they were very uh, excited about my uh, responses to that. I think they actually had a, a form. There it is. If I'm not mistaken, right, Dowd, on, on that, mm-hmm. they had actually talked about, and you can see exactly what they want. Hold on one sec. Police issuing citations. Lead program, greater police accountability, challenge of the police lawmaking, unsheltered community. Here, here are their questions, okay? And then we're gonna we're gonna dovetail into some other stuff. Actually, they only had one question: unsheltered community. <laughs> That's literally how they refer to homeless people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the unsheltered community. Right? Manny calls them people in crisis. Yeah. People in crisis. Okay, all right. A point in time, court revealed that there were more than one thousand five hundred twenty-four people living on the streets. On any given day, and that doesn't include the people housed in one of the city's six emergency shelters, the city has received criticism for the encampment sweeps that often lead to individuals losing birth certificates, state identification card, as well as personal items. Do you commit to ending encampment sweeps and exploring new ways to balance needs of our sheltered, unsheltered community members in a way that promotes human dignity with genuine concerns for public safety and health? No. That was my answer. One word is no. Because in my opinion, what those people are doing, okay, they are further dehumanizing them by keeping them out on the streets. These people, honestly, if they really did have a choice and they could make that choice in a healthy way, would not be out there to do it. So as far as sweeps, I'm not going to call them sweeps. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to make sure that we're putting those uh, people in a safe place where they can't be attacked, where they can't be victims of rapes. Uh, or murders or anything like that, and we're going to help them find the place that they need to go to get them help. Again, if drug-related, if economic crisis, and those are families, single mothers, you know, so there you go. Look, he's driving right past it. Look at that. There you go. How many people out there? There's a lot of them. Oh, there's, uh, looks like several hundred. There you go. Good job. Uh, I know you were in the okay, middle. Okay, well, I'm going I'm well, to hang up and, and let you finish All right. what you're, what you're saying. <laughs> he was really paying attention there, Dowd. No, he was. So, um, but for our audience out there that's actually uh, listening to that, finding those people and keeping track of them, how many times when we say, an ide- you know what bothers me? An unidentified body was found. What, you didn't have a wallet? Didn't have something? Like, that makes me absolutely sick. Now, um, I'm going to say this. I know my cousin is maybe listening. I hope. Uh, he just, his brother, um, his brother, uh, was just found and he died on August 6th and he was not able to get to his brother before he died. And, um, the hospital that picked him up was trying to find his next of kin, his family. And if it wasn't for a miracle and I'll, you know, there's so many things in this particular story. I'm not going to delve down on the details, but um, there's so many, so many, if it wasn't for a woman finally listening to her voicemail. So I encourage you, listen to your voicemails, folks. You never know what is on your voicemail. Answer your damn phone. Pick up your phone. Okay. There was a chance that my cousin could have seen his brother. My first cousin could have seen his brother before he passed and he died alone. So, it bothers me when I read news stories and it says an unidentified man. One of my listeners, by the way, 
one of my very special listeners. I don't think she ever called in, but she would text me all the time. I mean, this woman, a former, former, I think you met her, right, Doug? Yes. Uh, yes Judith. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Judith. Yeah. She died. And uh, guess, guess who was the first person that they called? Those are who all her phone calls were to. To me. Her calls and her texts were all directly to me. Now, she didn't live here. She would literally try to drive as far as she possibly could so that she could hear our signal and she could listen to the show. And she didn't have Internet on her phone or anything. So she'd camp sort of at the edge of Bernalillo and drive all the way down from Glorietta to Bernalillo every single day just to listen to the radio show. I'm not even kidding, folks. This is a, that's, that's how much she needed this show for herself. She ended up dying alone. They didn't end up finding her until a week later. A week later, and I was wondering what what happened to Judith. And I have her last messages uh, that that she sent. So, you know, we need to track our homeless. We need to track those people who don't have anybody else. And for some of those people, I'm already their best friend, and in so many ways because they're carrying little radios around with them. So, just a little uh, something uh, to uh, to go on when it comes to uh, homelessness. All right, five fifty fifty five hundred. Whoa, the the sound got a lot louder. Doubt. I think people have been waiting to hear. Uh, about your uh, thoughts on what was her name again? Yes, uh, this young lady's name is uh, Merritt Hamilton Allen. Uh, she's a, a unique individual, and, and someone I've, I've run across. And Eddie, Eddie, I have no intention of uh, mentioning this person's name until our caller last hour mentioned her, um, and he said the name Merrick. And I think, yeah, it's, I think he meant Merritt. Um, she's one of these media personalities in the Republican community that who claims to really have a constituency and speak for a group of people who really doesn't. Um, she does write for a column for the Edgewood paper out in uh, to the, east, to the, east, to the east of us. Uh, she calls herself a PR executive, a former Navy officer, uh, and apparently is very proud that she appears regularly as a panelist on NMPBS and is a frequent guest on news radio KKOB. Uh, she lives she actually brought, Yeah, she brought uh, Gene Grant on with her today. It was pretty hilarious. Oh, oh that's, yeah, another, another, another someone who was really clued into the right-wing conservative Republican community in New Mexico. Uh, she lives amicably with her Democratic husband, and Republican mother. Uh, I mean, I've heard of a lot in my life. They tend to be more female than male, but they, there are a lot of men like this. They tend to not be super bright. They tend to not like controversy of any kind. They don't like really principled people. Uh, they tend to cultivate relationships with corporate media, PBS, lamestream media. Uh, they tend to be very easily triggered by big personalities. Uh, they don't like people like Donald Trump. They don't like people like uh, Eddie Aragon. And another thing they tend to have in common is they also tend to be miserable failures running for office now. Merritt Hamilton Allen ran for the Republican nomination for Senate. Uh, actually, no, this is the House of Representatives. District 22, she ran against Greg Schmidty. She received a grand total of 26% of the vote that year in 2018. So you have to be very careful. The, the people in the media, corporate media, PBS, Gene Grant types, they love to trot up these people they say represent Republicans, conservatives, libertarians, and oftentimes these people have really no connection to the community at all. They don't have a constituency. 
Uh, she calls herself a pundit, but I don't think that writing for the Edgewood Independent makes you a pundit. I don't mean to insult the Edgewood Independent. But, um, so it was interesting that this caller mentioned her name, because I've run into her a couple of times before. You've got to be very, very careful in any... You use the term controlled opposition, and I think she's one of the better examples of that in the state. And, and I'm going to go policy-wise on you right now. Uh, her most recent column, she talks about how early childhood investment, that's massive billions of dollars for pre-K, head starts, that kind of stuff. She calls it crucial. She supports classroom spending that supports our teachers with the resources and supplies oh, they need yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, to provide their students a top-tier learning environment. And this is the exact quote. The wish list is almost endless. That's endless spending on government schools, no mention of school choice whatsoever. And what I really like more than anything else in her column, let's see if I can get the exact wording, she bashes gun owners. She says that... Uh, what will bolster and grow New Mexico uh, isn't ensuring New Mexicans have as many guns as they want. So if you really dig into her past, uh, she's also a former Navy officer, so another Republican who spent much or most of her adult life in a government job. Uh, we see, we've seen that a lot in New Mexico. Um, you know, who does she really speak for? And so for her to insult Eddie Aragon and call him a, an extreme right winger, I mean, that's the person who was attacking Eddie on the air on this other station, according to our, our callers. So I would just caution the audience to warn, warn them about the people who are trotted out as Republicans and conservatives. Dig, you know, scratch the surface a little bit, uh, and you find uh, maybe they're not really, really don't belong in that camp in reality. Yeah, uh, um, pretty, pretty incredible. Let me uh, add to this. It talks about. Uh, her against Greg Schmidt's Republican primary for the open state house is being abandoned by Jim Smith. I think he's recently passed the contest between Mayor Hamilton, Allen, and Dr. Greg Williams. Schmidt's both candidates have reported spending about the same amount, 23 grand each. We're intrigued by the anonymous reports concerning her attitudes towards the whole Colin Kaepernick sit on your butt national anthem issue, as well as her statements about the Second Amendment. We were informed that Ms. Hamilton's statements. Uh, discussions were not what you call informed. So we started looking online and ended up concluding that the comments were indeed pretty crazy. And Hamilton apparently had this to say, I have no issues with the type of uh, protest that both Kaepernick and the local football players were protesting the national anthem. This is the mindset that we have, the symbol that we must revere. I really think this has gone too far when folks talk about insulting the military. The military doesn't really care. That's somebody who is in the military who says that wow. the military doesn't really care. I dare you. I dare you. If you want to see something amazing, go to YouTube and watch what happens if you try to encroach upon the tomb of the unknown soldiers. And if you want to see real honor, you want to see real, real reverence, and you want to see people who are going to get downright angry if you desecrate the flag in any way, shape, or form, including that form of desecration, which is taking a knee and basically essentially burning it uh, on <laughs> burning the American flag by not respecting that and the national anthem, then watch a military person who's guarding the tomb of the unknown soldiers or somebody else who has served or given their lives or had or comes from a family that has been involved in the military the entire life. I dare you to do that to them. Trust me, if this woman served in the Navy, which it states that, that she does, uh, I doubt that she was 
really part of any of those uh, uh, groups that would be sharing their their deep passion and love uh, for this country. Uh, it's one thing to uh, call yourself a Republican and then, you know, have some sort of various uh, opinions that really float far and wide away from the Republican Party. Um, but it's a wholly another thing to literally endorse and tell people that you have no problem with it whatsoever and that the military doesn't really care and you are from the military and she giggled at the end of that. Wow. Why don't we just uh why don't we just go ahead and hear it ourselves, I suppose. I guess here's the here's the piece. Let's take a listen. Whether or another circumstances the team was on the field when the UNM band began to play the Star Spangled Banner. And during that time, five players took the knee, knelt during the anthem in solidarity with pro football players across the country. Um, I have no issues with this type of protest. Okay. Uh, so the, this mindset that we have this symbol that we must revere, um, I, really think has, I really think has gone too far. And when folks talk about insulting the military, the military really doesn't care. Right. There you go. Right over there on the big stick. Have at it. I think she laughs at the end, too. Let's, let's hear it. Talk about insulting the military. The military really doesn't care. Right. <laughs> we didn't get the full laugh. We didn't get the guttural laugh. But. Eddie, I would only add, the only thing I'd add to that is not only does the military care, I would say the retired military, the veterans, not only care, but they may care even more than the active duty folks. Wow, talk about out of touch. How'd you like that, Dowd? <laughs> that was really something. So uh, we'll we'll go ahead and uh, you know we'll play a little bit of uh, you know in in honor of of that comment we got to play a little bit of our red white and blue and uh, you know a little little Toby Keith right up you you know what I mean big old Toby Keith five thirty here on a beautiful Monday afternoon so beautiful that about five hundred and fifty maybe six hundred people have turned out at the corner of San Mateo yes San Mateo and Montgomery folks. Go out there and support. Show them uh, your support. Protesting against masking and vaxxing. I'd love to go ahead and uh, see you out there. So please do whatever you can to um, show your support. And if you're uh, swinging past there, uh, go ahead and honk your horn and let us know that you uh, drove by. 5.30, back in four. We're going to check in with Murder Mike next. Start again with just my children and my wife. I thank my lucky stars. To be living here today Cause the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away And I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free And I won't forget the men who died Who gave that fight to me And I gladly stand up Next to you, and it hurts till today. But there ain't no doubt I love this man. God bless the USA. In our increasingly busy world, it is always nice to take a little time to sit down and relax. At Monty's Cigar Shop, we offer everything to help you do just that. There's nothing better than spending time smoking a great premium cigar with family and friends. 
Monty specializes in artisanal, hand-rolled cigars that make up just 2% of the worldwide cigar market. With over 2,000 different kinds of the absolute best cigars for you to choose from, you are guaranteed to find the perfect fit. Whether you've been smoking cigars for years or you're just starting now, we'll find the right cigar for you. Stop by and see us at 3636 San Mateo in Albuquerque or give us a call at 505-881-7999. That's 505-881-7999. Salon Deluxe and Tan Rio West have partnered together to offer hair, nail, and skin care with our signature Solitone, Lumi Facial, and Lumi Lift, and Brazilian Blowout. And this is Deb Slight from Tan Rio West Life. We specialize in permanent makeup, tattoo removal, Botox, Juvederm, spray tan, and eyelash extensions. You can reach us at 896-0586 at the salon or call Deb at Tan Rio, 994-2390. We're located at the Country Club Plaza in Rio Rancho, New Mexico. 2020 has impacted so many things, one of which is how we live in our home, how we work from home, do school from home, even how we have meals, social connecting, and enjoying entertainment in our home. This is Tracy Venturi of Venturi Realty Group of Keller Williams Realty. Every year, 10% of homeowners sell their home. For 2021, it's estimated that the number will be even higher. For many, the plan to move in the past year was derailed or postponed, and many more have recognized the need for a different home for how they live now. You may not be ready to sell your home yet, but at some point, you're curious about how much your home is worth. Don't trust an automated online estimate to know the value of what is most likely your most important asset, especially in today's fast-moving market. Call us, the number one Keller Williams real estate group in New Mexico, your neighborhood expert. And when you do decide to sell, don't leave money on the table. You can choose the number one real estate team that will get you premium marketing and maximum value. Call today, 448-8888, or visit us online at welcomehomeabq.com. Amazing Grace Personal Care Services is companion care at a reasonable rate, including mobile assistance, meal preparation, household services, cognitive assistance, and support services, and more. 505-796-4900. That's 505-796-4900. No matter where your journey starts, it will end at Ann Matthews Bridal, where you will get to say yes to the dress. The Ann Matthews selection from nine top designers, including the Disney collection to 18 different lines, brings the shopping experience of New York and Dallas right here to Albuquerque. Call 890-3736 for your own personal shopping experience. Ann Matthews Bridal, 890-3736. Located across the street from Coronado Center at 6121 Manal Boulevard. Sun's up, and we're in the kitchen at Sunny Side Up. Two sides of turkey, sausage, side of over medium eggs, and whole wheat toast. If Sunny Side Up did that in six seconds, imagine what Sunny Side Up will do for you and your friends. Sunny Side Up, Manala, Louisiana, next to the Sheraton. Auto thieves make stealing your vehicle a priority. We make preventing your vehicle from being stolen ours. RevelcoNM.com. 505-550-4994. 505-550-4994. Looking for a full-service landscaping company that can design, build, and maintain your landscape? True West Landscape is the company for you. Whether you are a property manager or homeowner looking for that quality weekly service, True West is here to help. Contact the True West team of professionals today so we can show you our quality service options at 505-395-7770, 505-395-7770, or visit online at truewestgroup.com. We'll always recognize when we see old glory flying. There's a lot of men dead. 
So we can sleep in peace at night when we lay down our heads. My daddy served in the army. Yeah. We lost his right eye. Yeah. He threw a flag out in the yard. Till the day that I died. A woman, my mother, my brother, my sister and me. To grow up and live happy in the land of the free. Now this nation that I love is falling under attack. A mighty sucker punch came flying in from somewhere in the back. As soon as we could see clearly through our big black eye, man, we lit up your world like the 4th of July. Hey, Uncle Sam, put your name at the top of his list. And the Statue of Liberty started shaking her fist. And the eagle will fly, and it's gonna be here. When you hear Mother Freel started ringing her bell, and it'll feel like the whole Little Toby, once you get going on Toby Keith, there's there's nothing gonna stop you. I'll just uh guys, let you guys know that. For all of you guys hanging out there at the corner of uh, San Mateo Montgomery, we salute uh, each and every one of you. Thanks for uh, doing that, Dowd. How, you like Toby, you got you like a little Toby Keith action there, uh, D. Dowd Muska. Are you into that? Uh, yeah, I make occasional exceptions for modern country. I think Toby's on my my good list. <laughs> he is, boy. He's a good guy. All right, Collie, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hey, I just had a couple questions for you. Is uh, is is Dowd going to be your main DJ guy once you win for mayor? No. No, 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 he's not. We're going to still do the show. Uh, someone will tell, I think Pete Tonelli said that I couldn't do the show right down, but we checked it out. There's nothing that would prevent me from doing a radio show. A number show. of mayors throughout America have their own daily shows. Uh, in fact, there was a uh, recent, uh, in fact, let me, let me read this to you. This is pretty cool. You're going to love this. Uh, they used to call him mayor in the morning and he's literally the mayor. So uh, let me pull this up. It'll take two seconds. So this is a guy in... Where's he at? I think he's in Georgia. And he's the mayor of a city of about, oh, I don't even know, about uh, 150,000 or so. But uh, anyway, he he it continues to be on on the his radio show every single day, three hours. And I got to give him a call to get him on here. They just recently did a, a huge article on him on Inside Radio. So, yeah, the answer to your question is uh, I'll probably still be doing the show. Well, that's awesome. That's great. We'd have more transparency in the city. Hearing from our from our own mayor every day, that would be good. Yeah, that'd be cool, right? Then you can yell at me. Oh, that was a terrible idea, man. Why did you just, why did you do that? That was awful. Yeah. Okay. So here's this guy. His name is Scott James Matheson. Uh, by the way, they say it's not uncommon for longtime AM drive local radio personalities to be dubbed the morning mayor. Morning mayor of the cities in which they broadcast. Scott James Matheson, the Morning host at 92.1 WDDQ, Valdosta, Georgia. Actually, is the mayor of South Georgia City, in which he is heard daily. In addition, he is the owner of WDDQ, just like me. Look at that. Um, so very, very cool. And it's parent company, Small Town Broadcasting, LLC. That's great. I love that. Small Town Broadcasting. Almost as good as Rock or Talk. He's also this week's guest on the award-winning podcast for the Michael Harrison Rap. So if you want to find out more about how he does it, uh, he is the city of, oh, excuse me, I was wrong. It's in the deep south, uh, 60,000 plus residents. 
He won that, and he has a very interesting story to tell juggling both demanding jobs. Harrison and Matheson discuss small-town America politics and the view of today's national conversation from Valdosta's key geographic perspective, located right near the Florida-Georgia line. Wow, boy, it's all country all day here. This Anything else? Yeah, yeah. Thank you for that information. I appreciate it. The last thing I, I was curious about was uh, last week I was tuning into the show in the afternoon, and there was a couple of days, and I was just curious who the, who they were. There was a pastor from Arizona, and then right after him, there was some wild interview. I think it was like a German guy or something where they translated like his, his like a money talk and devil talk and all kinds of weird stuff, you know? Okay, so you were talking about the the billionaire. Um, he's a he's a, a financial guy. He was talking about yeah. billionaire blackmailing, uh, and he was, I believe, from uh, either Hungary or Belgium, something like that. And he was talking about how there's like 8,500 people uh, basically who control the world and how they get these people to do what they need them to do is they blackmail them uh, into pedophilia, uh, uh, things yeah. that they don't want to get exposed. And it's very Luciferian and satanic, uh, just like, say, just like uh, Jeffrey Epstein. So. There you yeah, go. That's yeah. what, essentially what that is. Uh, the pastor is out of a place called, I think it's Buckeye, Arizona. He gave that uh, sermon in March. He was very angry about uh, Joe Biden getting elected. And he wanted people to essentially, you heard it, right? He wanted people to leave the the church. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, was, I, was, I, was, I was glad that he, uh, he's all about the pro-life and that. Yeah, so I was just curious. I just wasn't really sure on, on who, the, who the gentlemen were and all that. So I appreciate you letting us know. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, you can't be pro-life and a Democrat. So, um, that's, so people need to understand that. You know that, right? I think you. Oh, step out. Caller, you're in the key. Uh, go ahead. Murder Mike here. Oh, hold on, Murder Mike. Hold on, hold on, Murder Mike. Caller, you're in the key. Go ahead. Eddie, it's Michael Lucero. How are you doing this afternoon? Hey, Michael Lucero. How are you doing? Wow, that's a really a good radio delivery. What's going on? I'm doing well, thank you. I everybody know. I left you a text message earlier. So we oh, cannot bow down to everybody on Facebook leaving these messages insulting us. Let's bring them the facts. Let's bring them the information that they need to let them know why you're the number one candidate for the mayor race. Who's bowing down? What are you talking about? Uh, people that you, you go to the news station, Facebook, and they keep telling you, oh, he's homeless and whatnot, and this is why he can't be able to be mayor. Why do, why do I care about what, what they say about me? I'm not worried about it. I mean, we've got numbers. We've got people who are supporting us. I mean, I actually really encourage them to really, you know, make up a bunch of lies about me, and they'll find out what's really true. Soon enough, it's totally fine. So I'm okay, okay. with that. I, I don't get bothered with it, and you're welcome to take them on and send everybody to our website. I, if they're going to go to those lengths to talk about me, like, for example, the Albuquerque Journal, we were like the number one story of the week. The most read the Albuquerque mm-hmm. Journal couldn't publish that. We had more shares, more comments, more likes than anything. And then suddenly it didn't even exist. Right. And they realized right. the magic of, of my name being out there was that, whoa, we better not give this guy any airtime. Shut his name off, because as soon as they hear Eddie Aragon, boy, that it, life is over. Right. Very quickly, it yes, kind sir. of turns in the other way. So that's what they've been doing since they wrote that article back at the the uh, the end of July. You'll notice it's been a media blackout, unless they're kicking me or trying to insult me or you know demean me in in some way. But you, we got to be okay with that. You know, we'll get there'll be bad times, but you know, there'll probably be some good times as well. Nobody wrote about. I had to get on Chris Ramirez. Uh, you'll like this, Dowd. Uh, he generated that story about me. Um, uh, being homeless or whatever you want to refer to. I don't care. Whatever you say. 
<laughs> Whatever. But living in my office, you know, I'm not living in my office if the radio station's on 24-7. Did anybody think about that? Nobody thought about that. I actually have a right to be here, uh, not just from that, but someone uh, told me because this, there's been something similar in another state where this has happened. Uh, radio stations uh, in general, since they're 24-7 business, and there's no hours, there's no restrictions on occupancy in terms of the times that you go in and out, uh, regardless of zoning. So as long as you can be zoned for it, you can be in the building 24-7. So technically, you can't, you can't throw me out ever because the radio is consistently on. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Okay, so there you go. Yeah, but I wouldn't worry about that. Just take that in stride. I appreciate you looking out for me, and, and uh, Michael, you're a good guy. Um, but, you know, what, what someone's opinion of you is is none of your business, right? So whatever they think yes, of me is none of my business. We just have to go out there and win it. We can't, uh, we just got to run them over. That's, that's as simple as that. And if they hit me, like we just did with uh, the, the other guys who are hosting it, we hit them right back. It's pretty easy. We're good to go. I'll see you definitely at the end. All right. It feels good. It feels good to punch back, right? Doesn't that feel good? Yes, absolutely. All right. There we go. So you're going to get people excited about punching back. Murder Mike, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. I guess you're in it to win it because I'm wearing my uh, official Eddie Aragon from Air t-shirt. So if I was oh, on wow. camera right now, you'd see me in flying colors here. Wow, look at you. Wow, I appreciate oh, yeah. it. How's it look? It how's looks it, how's great, it look on man. you? Are your, pec- no, well, are your pectoral muscles a little bit bigger? You feel, well, you, are you, are you swelling with a little pounds. bit more pride? You have a little bit more pride? <laughs> If I could lose about 20 pounds, it'd probably look a lot better. But yeah. it, 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 where it does stick out, it just says mayor. So there you go. Maybe I, it's, it's, I found out that something bothers me, by the way. Um, what's that? I hate it when I hear men say the word diet. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I'm not getting on you. I'm just saying in general, yeah. like, I don't want to hear other men telling me that they have to go on a diet. So don't tell me you have to go on a diet. You're, you're, well, you're, uh, you're beautiful the way, just the way you are there, Murder Mike. How'd it go yeah, over well, the weekend? Any? We have no idea. No scanners are on. Well, I'm, I'm perusing through the paper. I'm looking on page one. Nothing about homicides because if it bleeds, it leads. Only works on ten o'clock news. It doesn't work for re-election purposes for Timmy. Timmy the Killer Keller. Uh, let's see. Two. Nothing there. Boy, it really looks like the proud pooch there on the metro section. COVID school closures vary. Santa Fe mayor suffers setbacks. Another Starbucks jam, holes on a highway, trashed my struts. Uh, let's see. Quinceaneras in the time of COVID-19. Really hard-hitting news here. Uh, Peruse uh, Abimiel Usman, head of Shining Path Insurgency, dies. Uh, let's see. Redrawing voting districts. Yeah, it looks like New Mex- Albuquerque, New Mexico is a very safe city there, Dowd. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mike, why don't you tell uh-huh. us? That, yeah, why don't you just tell us about all the smiley faces? Uh, turkey drumsticks, uh, you know, helium balloons that people are losing. You know, those are the real crimes here. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the state fair is number one. Actually, what happened on Friday night, um, APD did perform a sobriety checkpoint. Is that yeah, there we name? go. Bring in the cash. I'm, I'm all about, I think we should have those, seriously, like after 11 o'clock here in the city of Albuquerque, we should just set up one a week and, uh, you know, and let everybody know just so that they can get plugged into I'll tell you how this works. It's really easy. <clears throat> Let everybody know, but only pu- you'll, you'll publish it. You'll make a, pub- a, a published notice to get people to pay attention to the newspaper and the media of where the sobriety checkpoint's going to be. And everybody's going to know where the sobriety checkpoint's going to be, right? 
But you have the sobriety checkpoint anyway. And the only people that you're going to be able to bring through there are people who don't read the newspaper. Guess who doesn't read the newspaper? Criminals! <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever talked to a, a criminal? Are they going to tell you, hey, what's going on in the world today? Oh, they don't even know who the mayor is. They don't know who the president is. We want them to meet the mayor. We'll call it the meet the mayor you know, Friday and Saturday nights. I think it's an innovative way approach to get people to pay attention to what's going on and if you're, uh, you know, not smart enough to know where we were going to have our, like, it's not going to be a surprise sobriety checkpoint. We're literally going to advertise it, right? Yeah. We're going to talk about it. And criminals, they're loners. They're bad guys, bad gals. They don't read a whole lot, you know. So, well, that's how we'll get them. That's how we get the bad guys. We'll say 11 well, o'clock, there's a sobriety checkpoint. And then, you know, whatever, wh- whoever's, you know, whooping it up over at one of the local area hotspots, you know, they're going to know it and they're going to let their guys know that, what time it's going to be because we don't want to impact their business as well. You know, some people have a tendency to avoid certain places and we don't want them to let them uh, try to think that we're trying to impact their patrons either. We just want to uh, keep uh, things safe. So uh, Las Vegas uh, does stuff like that. Phoenix does stuff like that, where they just put them in certain areas of town and they've literally have told people where the sobriety checkpoints are. Well, there you go. Well, in, in the three and a half hours that they were set up, they did, they had 462 vehicles go through the checkpoint. And officers made six arrests for DWI and two felony arrests for narcotics. So uh, they, they did a little bit of an impact. Now, you know, when you talk about meeting the mayor and everything like that, uh, I, don't, I don't know if you remember this or heard about it, but uh, with Mayor Harry Kenny, I think this is back in the 70s, uh, he was the coolest dude around. I mean, this guy was just awesome. But he, he used to drive a cab on Friday and Saturday nights for Albuquerque Cab just so we could get out and meet the people in Albuquerque. And, I mean, Kitty was just nothing but awesome. But anyway, I thought that was kind of cool how I used to drive a cab around just to you know, meet the mirror in the back of your taxi cab, you know. So we're going to have the city manager cruiser, by the way. There so, you go. Yeah, I told you about that already. You you heard me talk about the city manager cruiser. Right, I remember. Yeah, I'm going to be flying. I'll it. never be in the office, and then I'll be able to. You know, we'll figure out a way to broadcast from there. That's the only thing I'm going to spend a lot of money on is making sure that thing is, is uh, you know, one of those things that's rocking four, four of those seats with televisions, right, on the inside. We got data. I'll just be moving around the city, going from school to city. And, you know, we stop someplace. We'll have, you know, some swag and for the, for the city of Albuquerque. Done that before. No, no, I don't, I don't. I don't even know where I got the idea. I just came. I think I it's think because I wanted I It's because I wanted one of those Mercedes vans, those business office vans. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I think that's a great idea. I'll be your Tim, Tim Keller is going to introduce it and start doing it just like he did with one ABQ. He's going to start doing oh. that this next week. Watch him. He oh, doesn't, have, he doesn't have an original idea in his mind. He'll be out. Talk to the guy talk. like Tim Keller. Honestly, I mean, it, you're like, well, why is this guy, you know, you know, not so smart? Or why doesn't he just get it? Why does he just keep? Why is he, smiling's my favorite. He's like Elf. Like smiling's my favorite. I'm Tim Keller, and smiling's my favorite. Like that's Tim Keller. Honestly, there's just I mean, it's uh, you know, uh, what do they what do they call it? Bed, big cat, uh, big hat, no cattle, right? Yep. And you never see him down here in the war zone when they make arrests. You, no, you only when he's campaigning, and there's he's probably got both blocks sealed off to make sure it's safe. Smiling's my yeah. favorite. Smiling's my favorite. <laughs> anyway, what what else? 
that day, uh, there was a, a, a fatal uh, collision at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, two people were killed in a head-on collision on I-40, uh, just a few miles east of Route 66 Casino. It's reported that a wrong-way driver was headed east in the westbound lanes when the collision occurred. There's no further details on We don't have any uh, anything for that. But we do got some stats for today. So, I mean, uh, as limited as they are, uh, there was there's been three assaults today that I heard on the radios. Uh, uh, what, what, whoa, whoa, what radios? Are you are you talking uh, about the amb- response ambulance, right? Fire, fire rescue and ambulance. Oh. And uh, state police said they're not. See, AP is the only one. It's interesting. AP is the only one that went uh, went black. Everybody is moving to this system that they're talking about. The leave PCSO, the joke. Leave the joke alone, boys. Do not touch that joke with a ten foot pole. No joke. Just move right through that. Move right through it. Audience, you did not hear what he said. Just going. Okay? I didn't even know I did one. <laughs> the, the, whole, the, whole, the whole audience was waiting for me to say a joke after you said something that you already forgot. Thank God you're your age. Go ahead. Keep going. Okay. You know what they say about the getting old? The first two things you lose are your memory, and I forgot what the other one was. So. Very good. Uh, never heard that before. Five, two of them were nine echoes, unconscious, not breathing, unknown whether they converted or not. Uh, three down and outs, including one at a bus stop at Fourth Street. One suicide where she took a handful of pills. Okay, that's good. And, you don't have to say how. Okay, yeah. Um, and a Bosky fire, they're uh, they're working it now. It's unknown how large it's gotten, but it's on uh, just east of I-25 at the Rio Grande River, that's just south of Rio Bravo. So that's what I could be, been able to pick up off of the fire rescue and ambulance radio. So, oh. um, But we're looking good, Eddie. Boy, I had a great time Thursday night. I want to thank you for oh, uh, hey, there you being go. here. That was good times. Well, you're not the last guy to take, uh, thank me for a good time. Hey! hey on there on. we go. You I kind of went there. I, I kind of did, but not really. <laughs> At least I didn't talk about anyway. We'll talk to you later. All right. The murder mic is kind of short lived. Collier, you are in the Kiva. Go ahead. Eddie, what a great idea yes. having what? the city manager drive around in a van. And also, you could do traffic reports and kill two birds with one stone. Yeah, but we're not the big doing thing is, yeah, No traffic reports. No. Yeah, I can't well, then you'll find out what a, a problem we have in the city with our congestion and our stoplights. The, our system is so screwed up yep. with it is bad you know what a, you drive from one light to the other obey the speed limit and what do you get you're rewarded with a red light and i'm going to volunteer when you become city manager i'm going to work for you in traffic management okay make sure you get for, that application one, in uh november the third if you do if you do it in december we won't be able to hire you because we have to win outright on november 2nd okay so uh, do you okay, know what I'm what? saying there? That means that you have to, we have to get the, it's a strategy, three things, get the Republicans to stay together, go out and convince them, and number two, go out and convince independents and Democrats that we're, do you want more of the same, right? And come back uh, here to our side and be on our side. And three, debate, debate, debate. I call for debates every single day. My opponents can jump on here right now and debate me if they wanted. That'd be totally awesome. Oh, they got enough huevos. What is though? I what are those? Well, you know, oh. enough guts. Yeah, no, no guts. The guts they don't. They don't have nothing. They, they have no. They have nothing to stand by. All they got is rhetoric. They have. They all they are fluff. 
There you go. I agree. All right, we'll let it go. Thanks, yeah. thanks for the thanks, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Citizen Cruiser. People like it. That's cool. Oh, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Whoa. Hearing myself. Hi, it's uh, Ashley. Hi, Ashley. How are you? Thanks for calling. Hey, good. How are you? I'm good. Go ahead, sweetie. I just got yeah. I just got done putting out one of your signs up there on Coors in the Montano Plaza area. And when I got, I just told Natalie this too. And when I got back into my car, I walked, you know, I walked back to my car and with a box underneath his apartment. And then when I was driving back to the drive by, it, it was gone. What? Yeah, somebody stole one of your signs right after I maybe like about I'd say a couple minutes after I put it down into the, down into the ground. There you go. I. Think, I... Did I, did I not, did I call it or did I call it? Did I not tell you they are going to go ahead and whatever they can do? So that's why I only invested in a thousand signs of this whole entire thing. Cause I'm telling you right now, that's what they're going to do. They've already squashed my name on other radio stations. TV is calling me uh, what a shock jock or whatever. Like they think I'm doing this for some sort of, sort of publicity. I'm not. Oh, I know, and thank God the one year Eagle Ranch, I just passed Eagle Ranch in Coors, so that Goodwill is and the soft burgers, and I, mm-hmm. I, I do see your sign there still, thank God. Nobody messed with that sign. Yeah, well, there you go. They, and uh, the other and the other reason they want to take it down is it's, you know, just like my uh, radio station logo, it's all red, white, and blue. My sign is also three best colors, red, white, and blue. So thanks, Ashley. Thanks for the report, you know. Uh, oh, I, uh, I just want them to know that they're going to destroy that sign. They're also destroying the American flag. I'll keep checking. I'll keep driving, driving past and checking and making sure other signs are, you know what I mean? You're awesome. Not damaged. All right. Great job, oh, thank Ashley. Thank you. Yeah, good, good stuff. Look at the, the heart of the volunteers out there. Huh? Doing that. That's something. I saw a lot of people on Thursday, Eddie. That was not a small crowd. They're out there for you. Tell them, pick up those needles and trash, bro. You could do mayor drive-bys. That's, I, I'm not going to read all the things that guy's sending. He's so funny. I can't stop laughing. <clears throat> Eddie, when I worked at Sandia Labs, the best manager I had walked to space to talk to his people and check the pulse of the organization. That's what you'd be doing in your Mercedes office van. Love the idea. Yeah. Talk to people, right? Get, get, get the word out. I'll read more of your text here shortly. Caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hello. Hello. Hi, uh, Eddie. Uh, I have a quick question for you. I texted, but I don't know if you got it. I'm just getting through my text, but go ahead, sir. If you want to just ask it, we can do that, too. Okay. Uh, uh, can you turn on your radio? You're coming in. You're coming in hard behind with an echo. Okay, I'll, I'll turn it off. Okay, should work now. Hey, listen. Uh, what, what did you mean by forever housing when you were talking about your solution for the homeless and and how do you get around taking someone against their will in terms of the law? Uh, we make uh, homeless in terms of vagrancy and. Uh, camping, you make that, you enforce an ordinance uh, to go ahead and uh, not allow people to do it. You help them by going to one of our temporary encampments and you find them the assistance that they need. Remember, I said three things, economic, uh, drug related, you know, if they're drug dependent uh, or mental, and we find the best option to do it. A homeless shelter is not that. Um, and there is, a, I just read to you uh, my answer against that. Let me let me read uh, it one more time for you so you can hear it clearly, because I think this is really important. What should the city do for people living on the streets who do not want to stay in a shelter? Determine the best care on a case by case basis. OK, they still need to be cared for because they are homeless people. 
if mental, give care and transport to facility immediately, right? Mental facilities, mental health, whatever they need. If drug-related, give care and transport to jail immediately. If economic, give care and transport to shelter immediately, right away. It's dangerous, it's, it's dangerous to be homeless, and they know that. And if they're thriving off of that as a criminal, then we definitely don't want those guys out on the streets. Many of these uh, homeless people do have a cell phone and or a knife or some sort of weapon so that they can go ahead and protect themselves, and bad things happen to a lot of these people. And I think what's really important, if they refuse, which is what you're suggesting, we transport them out of city. We are not going to allow people to just to live of uh, other cities. That's exactly what happens here to the state of New Mexico. Did you know that Albuquerque, New Mexico is a destination city for homeless? We have 5,000 homeless. We can only house about 3,500 within our shelter. We're 1,524 people over that as of last count. And I'll tell you, other cities, we're happy to get that federal money. and We'll transport them there, or we can transport them to the home in which they originally came from. If you ever ask a homeless person for their wallet or ID, many of them have IDs from out of state. I don't know if that's legal. Uh, and by the way, it doesn't I'm matter. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. You don't just get to skedaddle off on, do you Sorry. know, do you know whether or not it's illegal? I don't know. Okay, then why would you say it's the, then why did I you said, say, no, oh, you I don't said, know if it's I legal? I said I don't know. Is that, well, if know. it's not legal, then we'll figure out a way to go ahead and do it. But I can definitely not, they're definitely not going to be sleeping on the streets here in Albuquerque. Do you want homeless people on the streets? I, I, neither do I. Neither do I. Neither do Okay. So I'm solving the problem for you. Now, are you mm-hmm. more concerned about, you know, how each of them, their rights, or are you more concerned about them actually getting a home? You sort of don't have rights uh, to a large degree when you can't provide for yourself. And we want to get those people where they have full blazing rights to life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness and economic freedom and no dependency on anything, which, of course, includes the government. But it's a challenge to get them there. So we want to help them. How do we help them transport to facilities and places that can get them the help that they need? There's real professionals. There's so many people with great hearts who want to do good work and they feel empowered when they're helping these people. So we want to get them in front of that. You asked another part of that question, which I didn't get to address. I can't recall uh, the first part of your question. You said something else. Boy, now I forgot. Uh, the oh. mental health facilities are um, swamped and they release people within 24 hours. Okay. We will be able to keep track of our homeless people. Do you know how that works? We, do, uh, we currently don't take a, a good care by tracking our people. Those sanctioned encampments. Okay. Safe outdoor spaces. We need to be able to track our homeless people. Now, we're not putting ankle bracelets or monitors. Um, we're just simply trying to understand who they are, what they need, and how we can help them and how we can keep them off of our streets. Because when it comes blighted, when it comes into encampments and, and various other things that they're doing, that's not a good solution for anybody, particularly the businesses that are there in those areas. Uh, just look at the people right now in Ridgecrest who are absolutely angry. Tim Keller's losing a lot of those votes. because Those Ridgecrest people love me for the fact that he went and bought that facility and they're saying, we don't want that here. Why did they spend $15.5 million on a, a building that they got a retrofit? They're going to end up spending another $15, 20000000 million just to uh, do it. Sell the real estate, find somebody else to occupy it, and uh, deal with the homeless problems so that they are not homeless any longer. Well, I wonder what the mayor of Grant would think if you just decided to move them over to Grant. I don't know. You just ask your questions, but I think I provided a solution. So if you just want to keep asking questions, I'm happy to entertain them. But I don't see any sincerity other than to try and open up, you know, my solution to to expose it. But you provided nothing either. So I'll keep answering your questions as long as you want to stay on the air. I think you need to provide um, public housing. And I know you're not interested in that. So 
building. Um, well, you know, if we had endless amounts of money, do you want to be public housed? Would you like for the government to pay for your house too? I bet you would. I think at some point, you know, anybody <laughs> I think would, you would. That. Um, do you, I, I, Who do you work for? Right now, I'm, I'm retired. Oh, okay. I, I know I sound young around the year, but I'm... I'm you I'm, sound young. I am 70 years old. So. Oh, 70 years young. Well, I don't have a hard, I don't have a hard heart, sir. So if that's what you're trying to expose, you're not going to, no, you're not going to find that I in me. I don't see how your solutions work, you know, in practice. It, it well, have you, have you, we've tried everything else, coddling no. and loving and hugging and letting public them sleep housing. out of the streets. You, oh, just keep building public housing everywhere. Is that what we're doing? You know, Latin yeah. American countries just build public housing, just concrete uh, floors, sewage and pipes and all that stuff to upkeep. Are you kidding me? You know how expensive that is. You you want to build more tiny encampments at a, at a at a cost of nine hundred and fifty dollars a square foot? I don't I don't believe it should be that high. That's another story. No no no. You don't get just to, to scoot out. That's you said build more public housing. That's what Tim Keller is doing. Those are your other options that are out there. So go ahead and build. And this is what they do: little sweetheart deals for their. Uh, you know, construction friends that are out there hanging out at 950 bucks a square foot for a tiny little house. That's no good. You think the homeless people really want to move into a tiny little house at 100 square feet or whatever it is? I think some of them would be happy to. But anyway, I don't know where you got that figure. That seems extremely high. Uh, go look at it and divide it by the number of units. Hello. Uh, come on. I, I know you're retired. Did you? Come on. Uh, Dowd, feel free to go ahead and... Yeah, Eddie, you, you ran this analysis. You, you are a real estate expert, and you ran this analysis. I was giving you the... Um I was giving you the numbers on the expenses of the tiny home village, and then we were looking at the square footage, and, and you ran the numbers. And, uh, and also, the color... million, right? For it. And the total square footage of each of them, were there 40 of them? Yep, yep, yep. I think it was like, let's say, 4-3 divided by 40. Okay. So $107,500. And what's the square footage for a Tim Keller tiny home? Now, hold up, hold fast, sir. I realize you gotta, you know, go get some. Oh, that's okay. Uh, no, no, no. Hey, no, wait, wait, wait. we're answering your, we're answering your question. We've got time. This is a, a talk with a shock jock, uh, shock jock for for mayor, right? Oh, uh, who? What? Uh, what's the size of each one? Yeah. Um, digging it up, digging it up. Let's see. Uh, square footage. If, if memory serves, Eddie, when you ran the numbers, you figured out that it was a bit more expensive than a high-end home in one of Albuquerque's nice neighborhoods. Yeah, we told you like a. The uh, price for a 2,300 square foot home would have been like 2.5 million or something like that. Uh, each is 120 square feet. Ah! It sounded like, oh, yeah, uh, $895.83 a square foot. There you go, sir. Bingo. Uh, okay, and where do I find that information? Uh, <laughs> you found it on the radio with uh, Eddie Aragon and D. Dowd Muska. You just found it. You don't actually have to go and look and verify me because we just did the math for you. Uh, and also, Eddie, the callers claim that, that some of the homeless people would be happy to have this free public housing. Yeah, they're refusing it. He hasn't come up with a revenue source. I guess that's somebody else's problem. Um, uh, we know that there is a majority of the tiny home village is not occupied because there are standards for these people. You have to not be drunk or on drugs. And uh, apparently, they're, they're not happy to have free housing. What else you got? What else you got, kid? Drug addicts, obviously. Come on. We need to help I, this community. I, I, can so, you hear me? Yes, I can. We've got to help this okay. community. More questions. You've got, yeah, I, you've got to say, I, I understand that public housing 
conditions met and that people will have to be, you know, not on drugs, not on alcohol, and eventually have a job so they can pay for their rent. Uh, in a perfect well, world. if you wonder more uh, then you would be reading the coverage that shows that it's not working because people are not accepting those standards. Yeah, unless you have another question, you're just running out the clock on this, and uh, we'll right. let it there. I appreciate that, though, okay, very bye. much. I thought, he was, uh, I thought his questions were disingenuous. He was just trying to yeah, poke yeah. holes. And then don't, he literally asked the question. He said, uh, I think he asked the question, which I thought was very curious. Where do I find that information? I'm like, McFly, hello, hello. Rock and talk that chat, sir. Rock and talk that chat. Charlie, you in the Kiva. Go ahead. Who's next? Yes. You're speaking to me? I'm speaking, speaking to, to you, Dick Dictionary Dave. How are you? Oh, very well. I just didn't. To bring me in. Apparently, that uh, one caller did not have any concept of having a non standard residence when your uh, place of residence does not necessarily have a firm address. Otherwise, it might have a curbside area, a license plate. It seemed like he was trying to bait you into a whole lot of other stuff. I think we pointed that out, Dictionary Dave. We only have 50 days until, you know, we get to this election. So um, what's your question? What do you got for us today? Well, I was actually uh, noting that you had one hell of an opening uh, statement today. It damn near brought me to tears. Don't and... cry. No llores, mijo. Stop crying. Stop crying over there. <laughs> Who's crying? <laughs> You are very forthright to the point, and just like I said on Free Talk Live yesterday, you are not afraid to tell the truth while everybody else is obfuscating around, dancing around the answer. What is your answer to this? Um, All right, I, there I we go. Know. Finally, go ahead. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm waiting for a question. What do you got, Dictionary Dave? Anything? Uh, <sighs> All right, you wait on that question. I'll bring you back once you find one. Caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Eddie, what's up? Hey, uh, hey I was what's just listening up? to that caller. Yeah. <laughs> listening to that caller that just called in. Yeah. Uh, and that's a problem. He's probably got a a relative or a good friend who's a who's a politician or working up in city hall. Good. Who probably gave who probably gave him a job. Who he's got to defend. You know what I mean? That's okay. These guys have. They they have no no solutions right. for these problems. They have no solutions <clears throat> for the homeless. They just don't want to deal with it. Right. They ignore it. Right. They live up in Taylor Ranch or who knows where they live, but they don't have to drive by it. They don't have to. They like I said, it's just an ignored problem that I don't know why, but fellow Albuquerqueans just are have their blinders on. I just I just can't get. Yeah. why they don't want to deal with these issues, you know? Right, right. I, I mean, keep doing what you're doing, Eddie. I'm, we're behind you 100%. I mean, everyone that I talk to, I'm trying to convince them to listen to you. You know what? When you're, with you it, when you're with them, just call me from your phone. If you're if they're on the fence, then say, hey, I'll get Eddie on the phone right now and just text me or call me and, I'll, and, I'll, and ask the question and I'll text you right back, okay? Literally, we'll convince that person on there to say, hey, I know my good friend Eddie. I'll get the hookup. Right, just tell him you got the hookup. He's gonna he's gonna connect and respond to me right away. You got it. You it's got just it. a Thank city. You for what you're doing. It's just a city. It's just a little mayor job, and we just got to clean up this. We just got to clean up the city. It's really not that hard. So, yeah, 
Yeah. Got it here. We're behind you 100%, Eddie. Keep up the good work. I'll keep looking over my shoulder to make sure you're still behind me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm I'm short, though, so you have to look down there. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Good one. All right. Good, good, good. Call it. You're in the queue. Go ahead. Hello. Hello, Eddie. You're in. You're interested in the the radio over there. We're we're on the phone. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, uh, we just we just left the protest over on Montgomery and. Oh Taylor, yeah, how was and, it? Oh man, there's um, a minimum of 500 people there, maybe even 700. Did you catch did so, catch fire? No, nobody got uh, run over, right? Uh, no, I don't think so. Not that I know. Of. Uh, That's how and, we say uh, it here, right? He got run over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I saw him over there. He got run over. <laughs> yeah. What? Hey. What are you? What are your friends? I. Oh, he got killed by the weasel. What you weasel? The... <laughs> he didn't hear the weasel and the train ran over him. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Perfect. All right. Well, thanks yeah, for thanks but, for the report and the update. I appreciate yeah, but that. Yeah. Uh, uh, I was real proud of Isabel. Went up and down, up and down the line, uh, talking up Eddie at a one for mayor. So I'm really proud of her. Boy, I can see why you uh, you you married her. She's a firecracker. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she's, yeah. She just, she's explosive, and she just, she's proud of what she's proud of. Tell us about I said yeah, thank yeah. you, and thanks for getting the word out, uh, helping those people who, are, who don't want to mask and don't want to vaccinate. They should right, have their exactly, health be yeah. left to their own choice, and uh, this is America, at least it is uh, right now on this Monday, September the 13th. Yep. The rock, rock of talk for mayor, for oh, for city manager of Albuquerque. City manager, yeah. right? We don't need those fancy, <laughs> we don't need those, those very fancy, fancy, Fancy oh, titles. No, we'll, we'll yeah. be all that. All right. Uh, Dictionary, Dave, what do you got? You got a question? Now I got a question. Uh, finally. Man. Are the city council people accountable for their time when they are on the clock? Don't know. That would be an interesting one because last Friday, my wife and I were at an estate sale and a rather attractive five foot four female. You saying that in front of your wife? Negative. She's hearing it in the house. Oh, well, I, first, yeah. You, don't, you never want to describe another female as attractive, Dictionary Dave, and I realize you know the definition of a lot of things, but yeah, just, I'm just, just a buddy, just man to man, bro. Okay. All right. Anyway, yeah, yeah. you saw, you saw her and what happened? No, she went to an estate sale with her uh, significant other and pulled up in a rather luxurious looking pickup. Oh. And okay. went shopping and all that. And I'm like, who was that? Oh, because she saw us wearing the uh, Eddie Erdogan for mayor shirts. She throw you the bird. She said she had a love hate relationship with you to my wife. Oh, she throw you a henio. If you want to call it that. Oh, come on, Dictionary Dave, you're out in Las Lunas. A henio. Anyway, I haven't the looked bad in my uh, dictionary. In, oh, okay. Right, I well, so not not in your dictionary, dictionary is henio, but there you go. All right. Okay. Well, okay. hey, a love hate. Um, you know, I I I. I Doubt and I, you could describe our relationship as been a love-hate. You don't love everything, but... <laughs> more love than hate. <laughs> there you go, more love than hate, you know. Don't well, tolerate me. I'm just curious as to, uh, are they accountable for their time when they're I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I, I really don't well, know. Well, Dave, the, the, the annual salary for a city councilor in the great Duke City, our beloved Albuquerque, is $30,600. Yeah. No, they're not accountable. The answer is is for thirty thousand, uh, they need to be getting paid more than what they're getting paid uh, right now because they need to be spending more time doing uh, the city counseling job. Uh, honestly, the city manager and, and, and yeah. counselors. I mean, these guys. I got to tell you, uh, that should be a full time job. 
and they should be on the clock 24-7, ready to go and firing to their constituents. I don't care what they are, Republicans, Democrats, or independents, I really don't care. And the reason why I don't care is because they just need to be incentivized enough to actually show up. I don't know about you, but if you've ever seen the $30,000 a year paycheck, <clears throat> hard, to do, hard to do anything. So there you go. You get, the, you get, you get what you pay for. That's, uh, that's terrible. I didn't even know it was that low. That's what made me wonder, because this person was driving what would probably be considered an $80,000 truck retail. And yeah. I was like, okay. Well, uh, I'm I'm glad that you're. I'm I'm glad that people can afford that, and I really love it when you know people like to to treat themselves as something that they want. I think that's a, an important part of life. Period. Get something that yeah. you want, love it, and to be passionate about it. And we should never fault anybody for whatever they do have or question how much they make based upon what they drive or what they own. I think this is America, and you're welcome to have the biggest house you want or the smallest nothing that you have. And it doesn't matter. It's your choice. And I just, I wish it was more mm-hmm. of that. Dave, sure, Dave, I appreciate it. I got to run. I got a lot of text messages that I haven't got to. And uh, Dowd, I know you had a couple of pieces. So let's, um, a couple, uh, a couple of uh, great pieces, I should say at rockoftalk.chat. That's rockoftalk.chat. Yeah, we did answer that question. 895 bucks a square foot. Uh, Eddie, after show, I'm a donor and a friend. My concern. Okay. Um, yes. The answer is yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Uh, Eddie. Hi, my name is D and I was referred to you by Jason. Uh, he's a really good friend of mine having a really, really rough time with the BCSO. My four year old son said he's going to this elementary school. He came home and said that his teacher had put something in his belly and that his belly hurt really bad. And he told me, always trust a child. If your child is telling you something, there's zero chance, in my opinion, that it's false. And trust me, I know about this, okay? I came, you have to understand, if a child is telling you that story, believe that story. Encourage them to speak. This is so important. Um, He came home one day and said that his teacher had put something in his belly his belly hurt really bad. He told me something that freaked me out. He told me that the man in white shoes bit him on the belly. I do have pictures, so I did a take, and I took it to BCSO. When I did take it, okay, hopefully this is going. Uh, keep me, keep me safe here. I've got my dump button too. They've now turned it around on me, Eddie. They come out every day and harass me and my children. They're telling me that we have to move out of our trailer because we live in a fifth wheel. I did have a CYFD case. Uh, some years ago, uh, I did get custody back of all three of my boys. One of my boys is disabled. They are trying to say that my disabled uh, teenager is the one who did this to my four-year-old because the teacher went and told the cops that my son told her that Elmo had cut his private CYFD and then came... What? Okay, I'm still going. He asked me to examine it, so I did. There's nothing wrong with it. I showed her. I gave permission to see where there was nothing wrong with his private. So he closed the BCSO. has gotten so mad because they have Demanded for her to put at least a 48-hour hold on my children. They refused to put that on my children. CYFT said that they will not do that because they have nothing on us. BCSO is now telling me that I have to take my four-year-old to the safe house to be examined. I said, okay, but they want to talk with him, and I'm okay with that. Well, I'm not okay with it is I will not allow me to virtually watch or listen to anything I told them. I don't want to be in the same room whenever they talk to him and ask him what his teacher did to him because I know my son is. And they still said no to what I had to do. This is, uh, Dowd, I'll let you comment on what you just heard. How about in this, insofar as you can discern what I stated? Uh, 
I'm at a loss. Actually. I mean, that's uh, there's a lot. There's a there's a lot there. Let me give you. Let me let me let me uh, let me say this. Always trust a child. You are the parents, not the school. Okay, you're the parents, not the school. Um, do not trust the people who are going to be making a decision over your children, over your authority to parent your children. Okay. And don't let anything happen. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm telling you right now. <sighs> That's awful. I don't know how I can help. Uh, somebody would text me. I would appreciate that. A 30 K paycheck translates to 300 K ego. And that probably somewhere in that neighborhood of the park. That's perfect. On Aragó is on my way to take your new flyers to the GOP booth at the state fair. Okay. Well, that's good. Good. You can uh, you, you got to get Republicans elected, even if you don't like me. That's good. How late will people be at the San Mateo Montgomery? Uh, I think they're still there now. I'll bet you they'll stay there till till seven o'clock. So maybe about another forty minutes. I don't know. I'm not there. Just drove by. Great turnout. I honked my way through. Driving back to keep honking for freedom. Back and forth. Um. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, uh, please donate. Fightfor505.com. I have not asked for donations. I need to start asking for donations. Fightfor505.com. Fightfor505.com. One more time, fightfor505.com. Um, I know they canceled a lot of stuff. Wow, look at all those people. My gosh. Excellent. Wow, look at these people. You guys are tremendous. Good job out there, San Mateo Montgomery. I will keep a close watch on you, Eddie. Thank you so much. Uh, we got to. I really want them to be yard signs for volunteers for right now, for exactly this is reason. Um, you you know why, right? Of course, Dad, because we can keep an eye on them. This is. God. Might have to take them down at night and put them up in the morning again. We've had that yeah. issue in Connecticut on the farm. Yeah. Uh, Eddie, good afternoon at uh, the Rocket Talk. And we emailed you about, uh, from CNM. It's about sending proof of vaccination by October 1st. If you need it, I can reply from one of your emails. Um, I drive by your vehicle or truck. Nope. No, I can't, can't do that. The crowd out here is amazing. This is what I was talking about. Getting teams of people to blanket the city with your signs on major intersections. Okay, there you go. Lots of uh, some Eddie Aragon signs out there. Pretty cool. Just past San Mateo and Montgomery, 200 plus people. What a thrill. It was earlier. Let's see. Uh, Eddie was told by someone at KKOB this afternoon. Miss Allen asked why Ron Ketty had to leave his job during the weather, but you were still on the radio. Looks like you just inadvertently answered her question, her ridiculous question. I heard this information secondhand, so it's not sure if it's true. But if it is, why isn't the simultaneously asked why Sheriff Manny and Mayor haven't resigned from their positions as well in order to run for office? Bingo! <laughs> Bingo! Bingo! You ain't gonna drive me from my radio station, from my home, and I've already offered at the beginning of every broadcast equal time to our competitors. Okay? First, KKOB wouldn't mention your name. Now. This is supposed to a conservative radio station has made sure they found someone to put on air to denigrate and insult the only Republican running. That's good, right? Barabbas, Barabbas. We want Barabbas. That's what you guys want. You guys want Barabbas? Go vote for Barabbas. You have the Barabbas sheriff and the Barabbas mayor. Barabbas, Barabbas. We want Barabbas. 
Remember, Jesus was. I'm, am I making a comparison between me and Jesus? Yeah, this is this is off limits over here. I'm gonna thin ice there, Mister. Yeah, I'm gonna leave that alone. You know what I'm saying, though. Stop, thief, thief. When I worked at Cinea Labs, the best manager I had walked into space and talked to all those people. I read that already. Uh, hi, Eddie. We need your help on what to tell, tell prospective voters. Uh, you know what? Direct them to the radio station when I'm on. That's it, four to seven. Uh, that's easy. We keep getting people saying he doesn't live here. He lives in Las Lunas. Therefore, we can't vote for him. It won't be legit. <laughs> we need to start cataloging, Dowd, the number of ridiculous lies that are created about Oh, me. it's going to get more and more creative as the weeks do, go on. Do you, do you, have you been cataloging that yet? Can you catalog? <laughs> yeah. I'll make a note of it now. <laughs> and you just do it like in one of your sheets, one of your... Just go line by line, right? <laughs> the legend, the legend of uh, the legend of Eddie Aragon, right? We got to do that, and then read it all back to them. That happened with Donald Trump. Do you remember when that happened? They just came up with every ridiculous thing they could possibly say about him. On KKB earlier, they were talking about the mayor's race. The lady was awful to you. She called you a shock jock and homeless and an awful person on your stance on backs and masks. <laughs> More people who called were for you than against you. There you go. That's what it's going to take. Like, if I get elected, it'll be because you guys actually know me enough to do it. Look at you guys. Bedlam. Bedlam at San Mateo and Montgomery. I love that. I like a little bedlam and a little mayhem. As a retired military officer myself, that self-proclaimed lady in the conservative from the other station today do not represent me or any of the military folks I know. I know. I know. Thank you. Uh, I saw an Eddie Aragon from Bayer bumper sticker today, and I want to know where to get one. Thank you. Okay. Uh, let's see. Um, come on. Come on. I got it. God. So much. All right. Uh, Michael says, uh, Eddie, if I don't have time to call in, just want to announce to the listeners We'll comment on the Facebook news stations. Let's not insult, but educate. Show them the facts about the Facebook page for actual information. We can't control what people say, right? I think that's important to, to note. So, but it is uh, potentially a reflection on us, so just be careful. Eddie, have you seen this? It's priceless. Biden photographed with MAGA kids becoming a meme right now. Haven't seen that. For my husband, I believe the woman you are talking about comes from Howieland. She is Diana Hamilton's daughter. I don't even yes. know. Yes. Who's that? Uh, Diana Hamilton. I, 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 can't, I don't know if it was Diana or Diana. I think that Diane. She was an, a Republican member of the legislature. Oh. Uh, and her daughter well, wanted to go to the legislature, but nobody wants anything to do with her. <laughs> Hundreds of freedom fighters as Emmett T. Montgomery. Honking, honking all the way through. Um, let's see. Homeless lady down the street on the curb taking a bath with wet wipes this morning. For all to see by Sandia High School. Have seen many, many homeless in the neighborhood now. It was not an issue a year ago. It's unnerving for my wife and my kids. See, this, this is the problem. I've got to take care of it. The 1,000 square foot home down the street from mine sold for 220K in four days. Wow. That's insane. Um, say, Good afternoon. Another epic uh, opening, Eddie. The more I listen to you, the more I know we are simpatico. My father was an HVAC contractor. I went to Pius, registered to vote as a Democrat under my JFK father's eye. But I went to a Reagan rally and voted for him, didn't have the guts to tell him that I'm sure he wouldn't be a Democrat today. I, too, have utter disdain for rhinos. During my divorce, I lived in my fifth wheel in my business on 4th Street. 
By the way, it gets a lot of traffic. Good place for an Aragon mayor sign. <laughs> you, sir, have bigger balls to me to agree to put it on the line and run. God bless you, brother. And one of the reasons I like you and will vote for you and do anything I can to get you elected because you are an a-hole just like me. Somebody has to do the hard work. Let me know about the sign. I'm very, very serious. Isn't that cool? Yes. Awesome. Very good. All right. Uh, now I'm, I'm squeezing the rest of it. Do you, do you know about the federal government is not requiring for prisoners to get their COVID vaccine? I did not know that. Wow. Just saw the protest. Held my horn down. Way to go. Thanks, Eddie. I signed your petition. I'm 49 years old. I've never given a crap about mayoral elections in my life. I was hoping to move north again, but I'm staying in Albuquerque just so I can vote for you during this election. Wow. People have to believe if we all show up and vote and win. It's a responsibility we all carry. Yes. 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 That is awesome. Absolutely awesome. Fight for 505.com. Eddie, you're a beautiful person. Wow. I pray they don't rig the voting. It's rigged. That's why we got to just swamp them. You deserve to be our mayor and bring our Albuquerque back. I like that. Bring our Albuquerque. Doesn't that just sound great? Our. Yeah, you guys are taking ownership. When you take ownership and it's something that you love, what right? Ownership has its privileges. The best privilege is to say, hey, it's mine. It belongs to it. I, do, I want this city. I love this city. That's important, right? Thank you, amigo. Proud of you. Oh, Dan, 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 the electric man, the guy who put up my uh, satellite dish. I did not see that come through. Thank you. Amen, brother. Kick ass and take names, baby. Uh, by the way, I'm one of the 3,305. Thank you. I was in the subway the other day without a mask, and nothing was said at the ghetto smiths earlier today, and the mask Gestapo chased me down. And I told him I lived here for 32 years and will never go there ever again. Ooh. Ooh, there you go. Lose it. Lose it. Uh, congrats on the court win. Also, local media could use more flattering picture in their news reports, but we know that won't happen. Are they still using, are they using bad photos of me again? At least they're in color now, Eddie. Oh, that's great. Remember, you see black and white in the early days. You should see the random texts I get. I mean, and they're all just like, you know, they're trying to, they're trying to, they're trying to display me like I'm Shrek or something. Shrek, get out of here, you crazy donkey. Like, you know, they're about to, me into that. Trump hit back hard, and that is what we need here in the 505. I'm going to say knock you out. Anyone have any guesses? The murder counts since they encrypted the scanners. Is it just me or is Keller the, uh, and Chief hiding the numbers? It's from Hot Toss. Hey, Eddie, just hope we can still text when you're mayor. Yes, you can still text. Um, Let's see. What else? You got punched right out of the gates. Hey, Eddie. Uh, yep, you can do that. Let's see. Stomp him. Oh, this guy is so funny. He says, Smoking, wampum, and stumpum. As he just he just doesn't stop. The hits just come with this guy. He's literally he's a twenty four seven jokester. Hey, big supporter here. Sign the petition to get you on the ballot. Doesn't the Supreme Ruler's mask mandate expire on September fifteenth? Supposed to. Supposed to. Supposed to. Don't hold your breath. Do not hold your breath, please. All right, uh, D. Dad Muska. Let's get to a couple of scathing reports here in the Kiva. <laughs> Yeah, folks, uh, they read all my work, of course, at rockoftalk.chat, rockoftalk.chat, 15 minutes a day for all this quality content, and in addition to my research, you also get, of course, the show notes at the end of every day, we put up a list of timestamps 
links, comments, uh, more than a few times a show, I'll take an actual direct quote from Mr. Aragon. I've already taken down a couple, couple, couple today that I think folks will like. Um, last week, uh, we had a kind of crazy Friday show, and he was in court, and uh, I posted a piece, and I think everyone should really pay attention tomorrow evening to this. If you care about the proper, the proper use of tax dollars in New Mexico. Mexico. We're, We're going to have a rocket, rocket launch from, from Florida. They say, well, what the heck does that have to do with Mexico? New Mexico. Uh, well, what has to do with us is this is the dawn, as of tomorrow evening, of orbital space tourism. There's a fellow by the name of Jared Isaacman. He is a billionaire, much like Richard Branson. But unlike Richard Branson, Jared Isaacman is not a huckster. Uh, he's actually a tech nerd uh, who has created a company that... It's kind of an online payment system for hotels, restaurants. I think it's called Shift4 or 4 Shift. You know, they all have those wacky tech tech names. Uh, he's paying our friend Elon Musk for a ride to space. They're going to be in space for three whole days. He's taking three other passengers with him, an interesting kind of group of people. One of them is going to be the youngest American ever to go to space. He's a cancer survivor, works for the St. Jude's Children's Hospital. She's actually was treated in that hospital, and then later in life she went back to work for that hospital. Uh, there's a guy who works as an aerospace engineer. He won the lottery to get a ticket there, or actually someone else won the ticket by donating to St. Jude's. Uh, they've been raising money for St. Jude's. And uh, this fellow who won the ticket couldn't won the ride, couldn't take the trip, so he gave it to his friend. And there is the fourth member of the mission, is a 51-year-old entrepreneur, educator, trained pilot, and she's an active voice in the space exploration community. So four of our fellow Americans are going to space on their own. This is not NASA. This is not the Air Force. They paid for this trip, or Mr. Isaacman, more specifically, paid for this trip. They're going to be up there for three days. They're going orbital. They're not going to take like a little 10 or 12 minute visit to the upper atmosphere where you can debate about whether you actually went into space or not. That's a problem that plagues Spaceport America. Richard Branson, our, our business partner here in New Mexico, they're going to orbit. Uh, they're going to spin around the Earth every 90 minutes uh, for three days, and they're going to do experiments and do live interviews and, again, raise more money for St. Jude's. And it's very, very interesting because... People thought years ago that suborbital space tourism was going to be the killer app that uh, places like Spaceport America would be launching. And, and frankly, Jeff Bezos, the world's richest man, these little suborbital trips where you don't actually go into orbit, you don't do that 90-minute circle around the planet, you go up, you're there for 5, 10, 15 minutes, and then you quickly re-enter the atmosphere, that that was going to be where the tourism market was for space tourism. As of tomorrow evening... I'm not I'm sure not that's going to be the case anymore. These folks are going orbital. Uh, we don't know how much Mr. Isaacson is paying for this. And it's, you know, it's probably a pretty tidy sum. But the more of these missions that are launched, the more the cost is going to come down as Elon Musk lowers the cost of reaching space. So tomorrow we're really going to be a sea change. Of course, we wish everyone who was launched on any kind of rocket uh, safety and health. Of course, bad things can happen. But I think uh, a guy who writes for Time Magazine put it best in the documentary that's airing right now on, on Netflix regarding this specific mission. Quote, what SpaceX's Inspiration4 mission, that's the name of tomorrow's mission, what Inspiration4 is about to do will change the game entirely. 
For the first, for the first time, time, four civilians, civilians are going to space. space. They will they orbit the Earth for three days by themselves. themselves. These are These four non-professional astronauts flying a spacecraft around and around the Earth. This is a hinge point in history and will kick the doors open to space for the rest of us. Interesting comments. Uh, we haven't really heard that type of perspective from people who looked at what Richard Branson did down in uh, Sierra County, New Mexico back in July. I think the great danger here is that Elon Musk's orbital space flights are just going to leap ahead of Richard Branson and Jeff Bezos. But of course, the taxpayers in New Mexico didn't fund Jeff Bezos, they funded Richard Branson. So tomorrow we may be looking at, I've called it the death knell for Spaceport America. We don't, no one can predict the future. But if space tourism just jumps ahead, and they offer a better product, and SpaceX and other companies start offering a better product than these little tiny suborbital hops, that's going to hurt Virgin Galactic's business and thus all the uh, so-called investment we've made in Spaceport America. Don't forget we gave Richard Branson basically more than $200 million from a state that's far from wealthy. Uh, we handed over $200 million to a international billionaire. Uh, if space tourism becomes orbital and not suborbital, Okay, okay, maybe Jeff Bezos loses the business for his business or, you know, for his customers. But, of course, Jeff Bezos is the richest man in the world, and you as a taxpayer did not give Jeff Bezos any money for his suborbital tourism infrastructure. You did give quite a lot of money to Richard Branson for his suborbital tourism infrastructure. I think we're looking at some scary times here. And the dead-enders, the people who can, you know, the Rebecca Dow running for governor of New Mexico, the Rebecca Dow, Dow types were just refusing to accept the reality. Uh, we knew a couple of weeks ago that we've, uh, there was an issue with Richard Branson's flight. Uh, they should have aborted it. The pilots should have aborted it. They didn't. The FAA is now not allowing Virgin Galactic to take off again. Again, it's another safety issue. These things have happened before. But regardless of that, uh, regardless of Branson, regardless of Bezos, regardless of federal regulation, tomorrow at 6 p.m. our time here in the Mountain Time Zone, Oh. Inspiration4 is scheduled to take off the first all-civilian paid orbital trip to space. I see this, and again, we wish everyone going to space safety. If they pull this thing off, another nail in the coffin of space Spaceport America. Another, another nail in the coffin. There you go. Um, Inspiration4. How to watch the milestone all civilian flight to orbit. Uh, CNET's got a way to go ahead and do so. And we know where doubt is going to be exactly when this launches, uh, being the, uh, the space nerd that he well, is. When I was writing this piece, it, it, we posted out on rockatalk.chat last Friday. I was doing the research. And, you know, you and I do not pretend uh, to hide our thoughts about Richard Branson. The no. guy paying for this Mr. Isaacman from Pennsylvania, New Jersey. He built one business, one wildly successful business. He is not a celebrity hound trying to get attention for himself, uh, kite surfing with naked supermodels, bringing uh, ice bars in for his parties for Virgin Galactic and, and having you know, bars made out of ice for the vodka and having Arnold Schwarzenegger come by. This is a low-key tech nerd who has created thousands and thousands of jobs, basically stayed in his community. Um, his corporate headquarters is in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Uh, he stayed on the East Coast where he, where he grew up, 
Uh, he is not flashy. He keeps a very low profile. And he's paying for this mission entirely himself. He's bringing along three people, and he's using it primarily as a means to inspire private spaceflight and raise money for children's cancer research. The contrast between a huckster, a dilettante, uh, a man thoroughly in love with himself, like Richard Branson and Jared Isaacman, the, the contrast couldn't be more extreme. We need a lot more Jared Isaacmans coming to New Mexico than Richard Branson's coming to New Mexico. So we could actually do this live on Wednesday, Dowd. So it looks Indeed. like the, the uh, launch window is from 6. The latest yep, forecast yep. from the uh, 45th Weather Station predicts a 70, 70% chance of favorable conditions for liftoff at the launch complex. It's literally, as you stated before, lifting off from Nationals, uh, NASA's, excuse me, uh, Kennedy Space Center. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything is just hit checking all the boxes for success. And, you know, not the least of which is this guy is a very experienced uh, civilian uh, airplane aerobatic uh, pilot. Yeah, he's indeed. He has he's rated for jets. Uh, he's rated for jets, and uh, the other angle that I didn't have room, I kind of ran out of room, Eddie, on this piece was Jared Eisenman, the man who's the mission commander for the first all-paid, all-civilian trip to space, he, unlike Richard Branson, has saved taxpayers' money. He developed a business where jet pilots who have their, you know, civilian, they're not necessarily military pilots, uh, I think it's called um, Draken, I think, Draken uh, business, and then he spun it off. The U.S. Air Force now does their sort of top gun, you know, competing against uh, training pilots to do dogfights. The private sector does that for the Air Force right now and saves the U.S. taxpayer a lot of money. You couldn't draw a bigger contrast between a guy like Eisenman and a guy like Branson. Yeah, this is, this is wonderful. You have another piece uh, I know that you may have wanted to get to. Do you want to save that for tomorrow? Are we okay doing that? Yeah, let's save it tomorrow. Very quickly, it's about natural gas, ladies and gentlemen. Everything they're telling you about green energy in New Mexico, the energy boom that we have been experiencing recently has nothing to do with green energy. Hmm. Like that. All right, uh, most popular articles uh, found at only rockoftalk.chat. That's rockoftalk.chat. Uh, yeah, we will take a look at those. Eddie, this uh, interesting story that, that you and I have taken noto- notice of in light of the Impeach MLG website. Uh, we have a state legislator who's trying to commission a grand jury down in the southwest part of the state uh, to go after the governor for malfeasance and misfeasance. Uh, people are very, very interested in that story. But then again, let's never forget who put the M- Impeach MLG website up well over a year ago. And there it is. You can get the recall petition. Uh, by the way, a grand jury will not be able to indict her. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's more show than anything else. Uh, yeah. But, you know, if the people are interested in it, I think it is interesting. Uh, so that was our, our most read article. Uh, I'm really proud to say that uh, a wacky thing I put up from the New York Post, a dog ran on to the cricket match in Ireland and uh, ran away with the ball. Uh, sometimes, I like, sometimes I like to throw some... Some fun stuff out there. Uh, a great piece by Glenn Beck, heard here on this radio network, uh, his, his new site, The Blaze, uh, the Biden regime ignoring the value of natural immunity. People who have gotten the Rona and recovered, we know science is very clear on this, where they have much more robust immunity when you get the natural versus the so-called vaccine. We know the, fail- the many failures of the so-called uh, vaccine. And actually, the final one, Eddie, is very interesting. You, you started the show with this. Vendors and fairgoers noting the lack of crowds, the lack of crowds 
at the state fair. Gee, I wonder why that's happening, ladies and gentlemen, maybe because of the vaccine passport requirement. Um, we had a woman in this coverage here from KOB, Mary, saying she didn't like the fact that the 4-H barns had all moved down to Roswell. Well, Mary, if you didn't like that, then maybe you should have joined our side and fought against a lot of this masking and vaccine nonsense. Mm, there we go. I think we need to go out hard with little uh, Toby Keith in the house. And uh, you know how to ruin a state fair? You know how no one's ever going to pay again? Well, you have an out like this, and then these people will not show up next year. Trust me. That'll be two years without a successful state fair for every vendors. They won't go a third year. Fool me once. Shame on me. Fool me twice. Shame on you. I don't know. Is that how it goes? I don't even know anymore. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. See you tomorrow, 4 p.m. Stay tuned. Bill O'Reilly is next here in the Kiva. And American guys, we'll always stand up and salute. We'll always recognize when we see old glory flying. There's a lot of men dead. So we can sleep in peace at night when we lay down our heads. My daddy served in the army when he lost his right eye, but he flew a flag out in our yard till the day that he died. He wanted my mother, my brother, my sister, and me to grow up and live happy in the land of the free. Now this nation that I love is falling under attack. He mighty sucker punch came flying in from somewhere in the back. As soon as we could see clearly through our big black eye, and we lit up your world like the Fourth of July. Hey, Uncle Sam, put your name at the top of his list, and the Statue of Liberty started shaking her fist, and the eagle will fly, and it's gonna be hell when you hear Mother Freedom start ringing her bell, and it'll feel like the This big dog will fight when you rattle his cage. You'll be sorry that you mess with the U.S. of A. Cause we'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Hey, Uncle Sam, put your name at the top of his list. And the Statue of Liberty started shaking her fist. And the eagle will and it's gonna be hell when you hear Mother Freedom start ringing her bell, and it'll feel like the whole wide world is raining down on you. I'll brought to you courtesy of the red, white, and blue.
This is the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque.